the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A good morning to you. Monday morning here in Central Arkansas. Looking uh, right now 75 degrees, going up to about 95 today with a heat index of about 108. Hmm. Woo! So it's going to be smoking outside. You know, if you want to do some barbecuing, you might be able to do the roof of your car. You don't have any charcoal, you know? Just might be able to. Fry an egg. Cook your eggs in their dash. Now we say that. I've not seen that happen except a couple of times. It's people don't realize it's got to get really, really, really hot to fry it on the asphalt. If you want to be able to, yeah, to fry an egg on asphalt, <laughs> just wait till August. Yeah. You got to be but, really but I, hot. But I tell you what, inside inside your car, no, that's a different story. It gets car, hot, hot. It does get hot. It gets about. I think I checked it one day with a with one of those infrared thermometers. I think it got to about one forty. Or so. That's why you don't leave your children. Don't in. leave your children. In your and car. you don't do that. But what does do? One thing that was interesting I noticed is that in the floor of the vehicle, it was still relatively cool, like maybe eighty-five or ninety or something like that. It was, so it was a survivable temperature down low. So a, a pet, if they're if they're not chained up somewhere, they could get in the floor and probably be fine. But for getting a long down time. in what is it? Uh, the shade down in the floorboard? Yeah, like getting in the floorboard. I mean, even a person, I think, could survive that. But if your child is locked in a car seat up high in the vehicle, you can kill them really fast. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that we've seen it, that it happen. Happens, yes. We've seen that happen too many times, to be honest with you. Hey, we got a lot of stories. Uh, you guys, I probably bothered your weekend as I was blowing up your phones <laughs> with stories. And I said, we're going to talk on this. We're going to talk about that. And I got a thing from Paul said, these should be interesting discussions because <laughs> there's some pretty interesting stories that I I, uh, I came up with for you. I, I'm going to start off with one. Well, no, I'm gonna, I was going to start off with that. I'll wait until Jan gets here because I know she's going to really have something to talk about uh, dealing with that. But let's talk about the couple in St. Louis first. Mm-hmm. All right, so a mob... Break, uh, build, you know, knocks down the gate to their gated compu- uh, community. Private property here. They're up on their private property. They're on their driveway. There's, from what I've understood, I've read several different reports on this now, anywhere from three to 500 people in this group of people that broke into their gated community. So it's breaking and entering. They, they meet them on their driveway the gentleman had an AR-15, and I'm not sure what the caliber for the uh, woman, although most in the, most of the reports, 9 millimeter has been the, the, the caliber I've heard. Because when it comes to the military, 
they don't know squat <laughs> about guns, okay? And yeah, yeah. Uh, you know they don't have they don't they don't have any idea the difference between a three eighty and a forty four and a nineteen eleven yeah. and dealing with whatever. The, dealing with the media, you media. might have a nineteen eleven shotgun. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> so you know Which they the, didn't know, the, but I'm I think I saw out of the eight stories I read, five of them said nine uh, nine, uh, nine millimeter handgun either way it was it and was there a, was something wrong with it i don't know even if it worked yeah to be honest it was an you. auto handgun whatever it was semi-automatic Semi, semi-auto yeah. don't don't use the word auto because <laughs> you'll scare <laughs> the, the old you'll time, scare the, the, the anti-gunners the, to the death. old timers still call some won't of the, they rd the yeah, if it holds more than two bullets. Yeah, well, those scare them. <laughs> <laughs> they think that you know you got you got a handgun like RoboCop. Yeah. Well, I tell you one thing: this story is, uh, should be a wake up call so for anyway, Americans. Yeah, sure. they turned they turned away this crowd. It's what they did. The if if you've read the story, if you heard some of the tapes, uh, you know the things that this crowd was yelling yeah. at these two people. We're going to take your house. I'll be showering in your restroom or your bathroom tonight. We're going to kill you. We're going to kill your dog. I they mean, threatened them, you mean? Oh, yeah. They threatened them. Personal threats. That sounds Terroristic threatening is, that, a, is the word that they use now in the wonderful world of legalities. <laughs> so they, they've got their handguns that keeps the, the crowd at bay. The uh, state police has come in, and they have now shown up at the, the couple's house. And confiscated their weapons, their guns. One of them, the AR-15. The the lawyer for them was smart enough that he took the nine millimeter so that they had proof of what kind of handgun it was. And uh, it was. uh, I'm not hearing anything from the state police. I've I've searched the internet of why the state police have confiscated their guns. They did nothing wrong. Right. Especially him. I think he was he was using good trigger control from what we could see. And I think there were some who were complaining about the woman keeping her f- finger on the trigger, which is a little more reckless. But when you've got people literally Wait, threatening you. Just, yeah, there. Thank you, you very much. When you have people literally have people tell me you, they're going to kill me, yeah. I'm going to put my, my finger, finger in my trigger guard. guard. Well, and that, that's the thing is that that's – and that's that, that makes it – more reasonable, if you will. Yeah, let's suppose that they didn't have a weapon. Right. Okay, so what do you do then? You pick up rocks? Yeah, or would, you, you, would you come yourself? back and they confiscate don't. it, their, well, their baseball so, bats? So what they, so what they, yeah. Well, maybe they, could, maybe they could use the left-wing uh, approach of peeing on themselves. Yeah, if they came know. to my house, if they got the 16-inch, I'd just get the 18-inch barrel out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but let saying. me tell you, they have a Republican governor. In Missouri. Wow. And he is a – the well, problem is he's a former law – he may be a former state trooper, and don't know what, we don't want to get Paul off on the state troopers and, and, and gun we rights. We have a Republican governor here but, in Arkansas, but, uh, too, and we have the, the state police here lobby against our gun rights. Right. The state police on a regular basis in Arkansas lobby against gun rights, and I know Paul brings that up. So how does a Republican governor – in a state that has good laws in it these people have not been prosecuted for nope. anything they've not been charged with anything nope. no so you mean you, you can do nothing and your flag. guns can be confiscated right. that's exactly right you can do nothing wrong no they that, wrong. wait a second didn't they tell us they could they would never do that what yeah how about hmm. red flag laws in arkansas is everybody ready to vote for red flag laws right now 
Well, are people, they, we it better sound wake like up. you even need red flag laws if the police can simply just come and confiscate them. I don't know if Missouri has them or not. That's so, a good point. So but yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's not even yeah. a red flag law. Right. But the governor has the power to stop it. The governor appoints the head of the police. And but, when but, you appoint somebody, so what they do if, what they if, say. Uh, the folks would say, we're not going to give you our gun. But what would have happened? I, I, I think if they, they don't a, have a legal right, they, they don't have a warrant. I think the police had a warrant. Have? I think they had a warrant. I don't know how they got it though. It would be interesting to see the affidavit for that warrant. I tell you what, you, I think we need to go back to pagers. I may go out on a limb here, but I think we need some friends <laughs> with pagers. And like, if somebody shows up at our house and says, "You know, I don't. You know, you haven't done anything wrong. You haven't been charged with anything, but people." saying that you've been acting a, a little funny lately and we need to take your guns away from you hmm. we need to hit a pager button yeah and you need about 150 people to show up and you need to say you show us what law we've broke and you show us in the constitution that's why you you're, supposed, us what to, we've done you're wrong. supposed to set up your text group so you can do a flash mob okay. let me bring you up to the 21st century <laughs> yeah right <laughs> all right don't need a page isn't this right heidi you don't need a pager let me get Heidi. I got to get her because she doesn't know what she's a pager a, she's is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you do you even know what a pager is? Okay. You. Know. All right. So R D thinks we need to go back to pagers. I'm suggesting that all we need to do is set up your your face. You know your text, text. message uh, for your group yeah. so that you just hit. The I don't button trust that cell phone. And go. At this point, when we get this point, we won't throw that cell phone in a trash can. <laughs> you don't think they can block your tr- your your page? Well, Look, they, they want to block that. Uh, they, they can they block could, it. Yeah, they could block the page too, like probably. That's what they but did they to don't the, know the where drug, you're at, the and, and they can't track it. If everybody brings their cell phone, they're going to know who's there. So, were any of the aggressors <laughs> were they arrested or ticketed no. or no? Uh, they were threatening. They were doing terroristic no. threatening. I didn't even Did hear. They oh, even no. take their nails. There was no, no, there uh-uh. was, no slaps on the wrist. No, no one that actually broke the law. That's right. That's, yeah, trespassing. How about, yeah, breaking property and breaking down gates and, and trespassing on people's property when they ask so you to leave and don't leave. to them. No, that's what's going on in New York right now. We're not. Yeah. How about the city of Jacksonville? Twenty-so people set down the city of Jacksonville, Arkansas, Walmart here about a week and a half ago. Yeah, sure was. And, and nobody, nobody goes to jail. Nobody gets arrested. We are rewarding Sherwood. bad Did behavior. Yeah. Rock. So you yeah. know what you get when you reward something. You know what you get. More of it. More of it. So here we go. Get more of it. That's exactly right. Why how, do we have a law about, enforcement? How about de Blasio in New York City? Let me just read this off of an article today. New York City's embattled mayor, Bill de blah, 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 Blasio, announced uh, Thursday, in fact, <laughs> That the Big Apple will cancel all major events throughout September except for Black Lives Matter protests. <laughs> so the, His words, not mine, his words. He likes terrorist organizations. De Blasio, who famously slammed the city's Hasidic community for holding a funeral for a beloved rabbi back in April, said BLM protests are different. Now... Oh. Everybody who listens to the show on you know regular basis knows Robert Steinbach, and he says this is what's wrong with the world of uh, socialism, because the elites will tell you what you can't do, but they can do everything yes. that you can't do. Well, they, they they want to act like parents. You know, your parents can walk no, in. No, they're not parents. Well, they 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 are in charge. 
of everything, Paul. That, that's no, I mean parents thing. in the sense of you're like, we're we're like two year olds. No, okay. I mean, and the, I mean parents can, parents themselves. parents can walk in the street when they when they need to because they're old enough. But but us little two year olds, you know, we have to have permission and we have to um, have someone um, wipe us in the morning and and whatnot. I tell you and so, why. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that, that, that's how they want to protect us from ourselves. We, Mm-hmm. I tell you, I don't need somebody to protect me from myself. But I tell you what, the problem with these politicians, the problems with the mayors, and the problems with with uh, the police chiefs, and uh, they're cowards. They're afraid somebody's going to say something bad about them on Facebook. If you're scared of liability, of taking care of the people in your district, stay in bed and let somebody else do your job. Yeah, step down. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more. It's uh, 18 after 6. Paul's here. Iverson's here. R.D. is here. We just got a call. Jan is now here and on her way up. So uh, we'll be uh, at full strength in just a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Power panels in on a Monday on 101.1 FM. The answer, traffic, weather. Let's go to it. All right. It's uh, Jan Morgan's here. And so we'll bring her into this uh, conversation about the couple in St. Louis. Now, look, I understand that they probably didn't have, they didn't they're liberals number one everybody understands that these people are democrats that's interesting they are democrats and they voted for obama and yada 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 so they probably don't even know how to use a, a gun they probably well they're in st louis they didn't try weren't they over even here. supporters of black lives matters as well yes Aren't they, didn't they help yes defend? yeah uh, yeah so the bottom line is they show up they come out they're ar-15 the guy's got the ar-15 the girl's got a woman's got a nine millimeter uh here's what i have as far as law professor john amon says that the search warrant was executed because circuit attorney kim gardner quote salt weapons held by mr and mrs mccluskey during june 28 2020 in defense of themselves and their home at the time of the march. So the, they even used the words in defense of themselves yes. in the search warrant. Okay. Yeah, I'm waving at your mom. Okay. Yes, she's, she's in the she's control here. room. All yes. right. The uh, attorney said for the McCluskeys that he had been given possession of the couple's handgun so it could be used as an exhibit in court following the incident and was not dischargeable. Yeah, support, according to the attorney, that was a non-functioning firearm. That's right. That she was holding. Yes. yes. So you know, and I understand that she had her hand on the trigger. And Not I, her hand, her finger. And, and, and I, well, <laughs> that, you know, I, I know that that uh, he was waving his AR-15 around. But I'm going to tell you what: you got two to five hundred people in the front of your home on your driveway. And they're screaming they're going to kill you, they're going to kill your dog, they're going to take your house, and all the rest. Unless you've been militarily trained at that point, your uh, tension level is going to be through the ceiling at that point. I think it is lucky that someone in that crowd did not get shot get shot it's it's well it's a, it's a miracle but it's not a miracle if she was actually holding a non-functioning firearm <laughs> so that, that could That's explain true. why that didn't happen you know i mean it's going to be interesting to find out why it wasn't it's functioning. awful I, it, it, can you believe that we're to this point in america when there is a mob in your yard and they have busted down a fence, a fence. and they're on private property and, and it's a mob of people who are 
historically violent looters, destroyers of property. Um, it, and that and you we're are telling have your you that they were going to kill it's you. It's like Iverson said, I heard you on the radio on the way mm-hmm. in. You said, who needs red flag laws when your prosecuting attorney can yes. just come and, and have confiscate your, your firearms? So, yeah, over, because you use them as self-defense. But, you know, in any self-defense shooting, the first thing they do is confiscate, confiscate the firearm that was used in the commission of that self-defense situation. Yes. Uh, well, no, it's not a crime if you if it's self-defense. Well, that's what. If they take my but, gun from me, then but that's why I don't carry crime. my two thousand dollar nineteen eleven with me. If I have to use a gun in commission of self-defense, I want it to be my five hundred dollar gun. Okay, well, that makes <laughs> so, sense. So the lesson here is to own more than one. Well, you know, that was interesting. I was I was kind of laughing. I was like, wow, they confiscated their guns. Oh, w- one AR and one pistol. If they were going to come to my home and confiscate our firearms, need they truck. would need a U-Haul truck. Yes. <laughs> they would. But Look, I'm just, I'm you just know saying, that. I, yeah, I, I look at, at this and I, I, I sit in wonder. In all honesty, I just go, mm-hmm. you've got to be kidding me so what's what the justification for this maybe it well there is no per, justification per, the only thing they can say this, is reckless endangerment and that would have to be the way because of the way they were handling the firearms maybe, but even maybe, that is not so. solid but, legal but ground that, because of a threat but is that any different than how the police would have yes, re- is that any different than how the police would have reacted if they had been there yeah the state police well actually you 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 see Police officers in a situation like that, they're in a low ready. They don't, they're not like this with their yeah, firearms. They they're in a pulled. low ready position. They're in a low ready. Their firearms are, are, are out. They're, they're brandishing, but they're in a low ready position with a handgun or their AR-15 is pointed down. That, it's that not would probably pointed be more, at. more appropriate unless you're actually facing an actual threat, and they right. kind of were. But they were on their own property. I mean, to me, the couple, even though their gun handling was it atrocious, was it was atrocious. But re- beside that... Still, I don't see that they violated any laws. There was an imminent threat of serious bodily injury or death. It does seem that way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I, it, it seems they to me unreasonable. Right. But in the meantime, though, if they're going to disarm them, at least they need to pr- post some some um, some officers there to protect them. You know, the they were told that the mob was coming back. What was it, a week later? <laughs> yeah, and they were. They were told that the mob was coming back, and they were frantic again. They called the police, and the police, they, they nobody would come out. Nobody would, and they said, just said, well, you maybe should hire private security. Well, yeah, they no couldn't find a security company would, would represent them, would handle it. So what do you do as an American citizen when you know the mob says, I'm coming for you and your property, and the police say, oh, well, good luck. Oh, and then the, the police come Just and take knock your on your neighbor's door. Oh, wait. The police that have been defunded? Hey, yeah. I see two A women on the wall there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. We need to do a better job of hanging it, though. We can no, put, I hang we it, can put I that hang on it, Sarah. I hang it coolly. Coolly, yeah, I yeah. see. Okay. And so, so at the end of the day, there. though, which is worse, <clears throat> the Black Lives Matter protesters that break down your fence or the government officials that come in and disarm you after you've attempted to defend yourself? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Like I said, we have somebody that is getting ready to try to pass hate crime laws well, and red flag laws. I mean, we've had we know Hendren has already written the, the hate crime law. Hendren's already got it written. Yeah, so it's already uh, written. So uh, if you've got a hate crime law and you've got red flag laws, uh, these people these will, they'll win in court. I'd say these people are going to win, but then right. you'll lose. Yeah, win the case after you're in the ground. If you you survive. A break. We've got the news coming up, and the power panel's back. 
All right, so let's move on. Another story deals with guns. I sent this to you all over the weekend. Pennsylvania State Police arrested a 13-year-old boy after they said he became angry with his 9-year-old brother during a game of cops and robbers and fatally shot him with a gun that belonged to their father, according to reports. Now, I'm not going to sit here and read the whole story to you. I'll just paraphrase it for you. The the 13-year-old was playing cops and robbers with his 9-year-old brother. His 9-year-old brother didn't really want to play cops and robbers. Mm -hmm. The 13-year-old brother got irritated with his 9-year-old brother, took a 9-millimeter handgun, put it to the back of his 9-year-old brother's head and pulled the trigger and killed him. Uh, The father said he got the gun out of the uh, area between a couple of chairs evidently in the house the kid just had i think reckless ability to go in and get a gun i i never my guns are never anywhere that a child can get to them never 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 all right and uh this is where i think that the father should face some liability as well but that little nine-year-old boy is dead they're gonna they're going to to charge the 13-year-old as an adult is what they're saying. That's crazy. Uh, the father, since when does a 13-year-old get tri- tried as adult? The father is the adult in the house, and you you have safes and you have things. The father is 100% responsible for that. The boy needs to go to, you know, some kind of uh, kid's ranch for some training and correctional facility, but he doesn't. I think but, uh, I think I think charging the kid but, with murder is appropriate. I, I but, think a thirteen-year-old uh, should be held accountable for murder. Well, the the father ought to be also. But this happens, you know. This happens with baseball bats. This ha- this happened. He could have hit him with a hammer. Sure, anything. Yeah, you know, the the left is going to try to to blame the gun for this. But there's one thing we know for a fact: it's not the gun's fault. It's the the handling of it. Well, here's what here's what the police are saying. They said that. Uh, the father had the guns in the console in the couch because uh, that's where you always put them. And at 13, I, I knew the difference between a play gun and a real gun sure. and what a gun would do. Well, that's why they're charging I mean, him as an adult. Old. But you also have to realize today so many kids live in a world of virtual, virtual. reality and, and that and they can shoot people with guns and then those people are right back up again. And it's just a game. I, of course, I don't, I don't believe at 13 that this kid didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. I, yeah. That's just that's no, all. But let me say, let me say this. Because this brings up an interesting point. Um, I have a friend who was at the range yesterday, and his best friend is an ER doctor mm-hmm. in Little Rock. Right. And he said, Jan, we are seeing more gunshot, accidental gunshot Quote unquote. wounds, yes, than ever before. And also, we know that more people than ever are buying guns. There are people in my classes now who They're were anti-gun new, four new, months ago. New gun buyers. New yeah. gun people, mm-hmm. people that really still don't even like the idea of guns that are anti-gun, but they feel They're afraid. defunding the police. They're you know? afraid. Yes, they're defunding the police, and they saw what happened to that couple when they called the yeah. police and nobody came. And so people are afraid, and they're buying guns, but they're not. they're not smart enough to say, you know, we really shouldn't load this thing until we go get training. And 
a gun is a lethal weapon. It's you need to know what you're doing with that thing. They're not super complicated, but there's some things that sometimes it's helpful to have someone show you a little bit about it. And there's a lot of us out here. Yes, like holding a gun with your finger on the trigger when you're experiencing an adrenaline rush. Yeah, well, and, and, and you know, 40 or 50 years ago, that was very normal for people to do. Mm-hmm. That uh, just you, you go out shooting, sh- just plinking on, uh, the, and you, you still see some of the old timers out there. When you go out shooting with them, they have their finger on the trigger while they're just pointing mm-hmm. at everybody, probably at their feet, but they're right. they're, they're still pointing at everybody, and, and it is somewhat reckless. And occasionally, occasionally they probably shoot people, but I think you're right. This the some of the newer philosophies about keeping your finger out of the trigger guard. And, um, it's not a new philosophy. That is a, across the board. We, we were talking the military. USCCA, yeah. <laughs> uh, NRA, uh, any firearms training program, the basic rules of gun safety Keep are gun safety rule number one, finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. Mm-hmm. Always treat guns as if they're loaded. Always keep it pointed in a safe direction and know what is beyond your target. Those four four rules are universal. And if you adhere to those four rules, there is no such thing as an accidental shooting. Guns don't accidentally go off. Guns go off when people negligently handle them who don't know what they're doing. Modern firearms. You know, some of the training we got in military, Dave, you'll remember, uh, was to show you the devastation that weapons can do sure. mm-hmm. so that you would understand when you pull that trigger, you cannot call that uh, recall that bullet or that projectile right. back. Right. And so to show you what the uh, damage <laughs> that that weapon can do. And that was a lot oh, yeah. of training. You go, like, whoa. Right. It wasn't like this television stuff. You see somebody get shot. And it's oh, and and there, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Let me give a yeah. – for all of our viewers on Facebook – to find out if you have bullets in your gun, you don't look, look in, in the, the barrel. I'm just telling you, you don't look yeah. down the barrel. Yeah, if you put, I, And if you pull the trigger and for some reason it doesn't go off, don't look down the barrel. Yes, and, and if you're trying to check about your laser because your laser doesn't seem to be working, you don't put your hand in front of the gun. Yeah, and that's just see another if it's way. Yeah, just put a hole in your hand. Well, if you put your, well I'm not going to complain if someone puts their own hand in front of their gun so much. because It is their own hand at the end of the day. But, you know, these are about percentages. The the left thinks that, you know, all this rioting and these uh, these Marxist groups of people that are they're shutting down private businesses and terrorizing neighborhoods and talking about defunding the police. If you think that that is cutting down on the gun ownership in America, mm-hmm. this is having the opposite effect. And when you have people that are buying guns for the first time, you know, I guess – the percentages are whenever you have more untrained people handling guns, you're going to have more accidents. But it's not the gun's fault. No. Right. But all these people are buying guns because the police are not doing their job, because the city mayors are not Speaking doing their job. Which, if you're afraid of being a police, you need to resign. You need to resign if you're afraid of being police. If you work for a mayor that will not allow you to do your job, then resign. Fire the mayor. Yeah, fire the mayor. But we have mayors not doing their jobs. We have police chiefs that are not doing their jobs. We have governors, as in the state of Missouri, that's allowing things to happen. Mm -hmm. The governors are afraid to do their job. If you're afraid to do the job that you're sworn to do to protect your citizens, step down from your position. Go ahead, Jan. What I was going to tell you is... um, I lost my train of thought. I was trying to you because what you were saying, I was like, oh, I need to say something right there. I need to jump in. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, if the people, agree with what I said? If the people uh, are I in charge are not 
letting the people below them do the jobs that they're supposed to do. What I was going to say is this. I remembered now. Speaking of guns, because we were talking about guns, right now, if you try to go out and buy a gun, good luck. And yeah, there is no the ammunition is not around. I mean, it's getting to the point where I am trying to I'm sitting here telling people that are taking my classes. Normally, I say we've got we've got plenty of ammunition. Now I'm saying bring your own yeah. if you right. have it, if you can find it. I mean, even our suppliers, we can't get it. They're saying six months out. Well, for, for as I told you, I'm waiting to buy my AR-15 12 gauge. They're not out there to be bought. Hmm. They're not there. Yeah, you can't get hardly, you can't get anything. They're not there, and and a lot of the handguns are not available. And then a lot of the handguns, if you do get one, they're like double price. The price is just really jacked up because people know they can get it. Well, Well, supply and demand. I mean, I could probably retire. I could sell my firearms collection and retire right now if I, of course, that'll never happen. (laughs) I'm still trying to add to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. There's a lot of things going on in the country right now. I think we're at a Is there a t- are point. we at a tipping point right I, now? Yes. I, yes. I, I've never in I'm my hearing. lifetime, I'm what, 56, and I've never in my lifetime seen and felt what I'm seeing and feeling right now. And it's all been it's driven just, by fear. Yes. You know, and that's a dangerous place to be mm-hmm. at, you know, when people are buying firearms for fear and they're handling firearms out of fear. When that gets going, you're in you're in big. And when did it really start? And I believe I believe it's an instigated race war, mm-hmm. an instigated culture war and George race Soros. war. Because the the, the guy <laughs> I was talking to yesterday at my range is a black guy, and so and he's he and I can really just talk like you mm-hmm. and I can talk. Yeah. You know, sit down and, and come to the table and talk about these issues. And he said, you know, it's it's if people could just set aside the fear and the anger and come to the table. But he said, if you look at Black Lives Matters, the reason they're, they're hurting their cause is because they don't even know what they want. If you were to sit down with them and say, okay, what do you want? Yeah. What is your end game? They can't pinpoint it they, because it, Read it's endless. Read their website. It's yeah, endless. It, it, Reparations. It ain't, ain't nothing about black lives. Right. No. I was about to say, it's, it's, the uh, people on the street, the, if you will, it's a total the, the, transformation of America. Yeah, the foot want. soldiers on the street, they have no idea what's going on, what they're being, what they're used. being used for. You're being used. You're just mm-hmm. pawns. They, right. they have no understanding of what's really going on. Traffic and weather, let's get to it. We got more to talk about. Power panels here, Paul's here, Iverson's here, Artie's here. Jan has been fashionably late, but she's here, and we're ready to continue <laughs> on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, it is uh, 10 minutes till 7 o'clock on your Monday, and yeah, it's Monday. Hate Mondays. It just takes takes time to get the get blood going flowing. Again. Yes. feel like I got sludge in my veins. I finally get it going, and it's time to go home. <laughs> it's kind of the way it is, to be honest with you. I'm not lying. That's why I had the power panel on Monday, because I don't have to carry all the conversation by myself that way. But I know I'm in I'm in trouble when I I pose a question and everybody looks at me with glazed eyes because they had a long weekend, you know, doing whatever they were doing. What did you do, Jan? What was your weekend like? I'm teaching my class every weekend now because so many people are getting armed. I am running full classes every day, every Saturday, every Sunday, Sunday after church from one to seven p.m. Saturdays from nine to five, and they're and we're doing all women classes. A lot of women in the state are getting armed, and we're getting the chance to train them. And we have 
women firearms instructors who are certified who are coming to help with those classes good. so yeah it, it is good it, it makes me feel better knowing all these women when they leave that day they have the skills they need to save their lives okay so i know you've been out fishing a lot rd did you do some fishing this weekend no this weekend i actually worked uh late friday night got all my work done i was actually at shooting range the last two saturdays with people you know, helping them pick out, helping neighbors and friends pick out guns. So believe it or not, I spent the last two Saturdays at shooting ranges, uh, training, uh, doing some training and letting people shoot some of my guns so they can pick out guns. So uh, I've been doing, which I enjoy. You don't have to twist my arm very much to get me to go to the shooting range. But no, that going to church on Sundays. Uh, great to go to church and see all the faces oh, again. Yeah. I tell you what, behind so the mask, get my batteries, get, get our batteries charged, and be around people of like precious face. Yes. So uh, I just went to church and church? shooting range this weekend. Uh, no, good, oh, good, good for you. Okay. Well, Iverson, how was your long. weekend? I know what your Sunday's like, but what was your Saturday? Of course, you know like? what my Sunday's like, Dave, because you're you're in my Sunday. You're in the you're in the pulpit, Sunday school buddy. with your text. I am. I'm always. <laughs> I'm always texting. I heard the ding. I was like, okay, they's texting the pastor here. Four, four right in a row. Commentary on the sermon. Huh? Yeah. Well, I had a wedding on Saturday. Attended a wedding on Saturday. A meeting first, then a wedding Saturday. So that was an yeah. all day. And then yesterday, of course, is it's the regular thing with with church and and uh, and then out to eat and just going to the mall. Resurrection yeah, my girls, Sunday. Uh, no, my wife. I won't say she drugged me to the wall. She, mall. She might be listening, but we went to the mall. They let you in the mall. So they, did, they do. Did it. you stand? Oh, wow. Did you stop at Great American Cookie Company? No, no, no. We went to the one in Pine Bluff. Oh, you yeah. went down. Yeah, the Pine we like that. Okay. El Sol's uh, Mexican restaurant. You oh, just have to okay. wear a mask to the door. I think that's kind of nice. Well, you had to get in there. You got to wear a mask. And then you take it off. You so sit everything down stops after you get inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> it's just magically stops. Well, I, well, I know the, what Paul Calvert did. What did I do? This I know week? what he didn't do. What, what, did, what did I not do? I know do? you didn't have a hot date because you've been yeah, because of that show where you what? talked about killing what? chickens what? being entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you didn't have a hot date. I know it's you're not, still our resident single guy. It's not that it's entertainment. I will never forget that. There are no, sure it was your, your words. It, all right. it, it is good fellowship, though. I okay, think there's a woman out there, Jan, that 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 it's going to really take. You know to what? That. We're in Arkansas. You may be right. Yeah. Okay, ladies. So if you think that ringing chickens' necks it's is entertaining. entertaining, there's your resident single guy, and he's looking for a wife right there on the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yep. He, Very eligible. Also. Very eligible. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> So what did you do? So I actually went sailing by myself. There you go. Lake Conway or Lake Mama. Uh, actually, I went to Greer's Ferry. Oh, Greer's yeah, Ferry. I took, took my sailboat up there and went out sailing. And you made it back. Did, did a little free diving on the, uh, below the cliffs and saw a couple of good-sized bass. So did you, did you get out and... Uh, amongst all the other boats? Were there a lot of boats out on Greer's Ferry? There were Ferry? some, yeah. Um, there were... It was, it was enough where there was no longer any parking available. They were parking outside of the parking spots. Yeah. Okay. People were getting out. Yeah, yeah. There was, Lake Hamilton was full. There's the, all the hotels around Lake Hamilton. Lake Hamilton is always full. Yeah, well, you know, I know on a, it was pretty desolate. It was pretty desolate right at the beginning of the whole COVID-19 thing. Yeah. Well, I said that because of the fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, the, so. the whole fear thing started at the beginning of 
COVID nineteen. They yeah, use that to, to their the benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think people, people are kind of getting, anyway. getting used to it. I mean, the fact is that we, we live with with risks all the time. We drive our cars, and there's a pretty significant risk of of dying on the roads. But we just live with it. We, we just come to expect because that, you do it all the time. Right. We, we've come to to recognize this is a, a risk we take, and we we live with it. The fact is that we could reduce deaths on the highways if we chose to. We took some draconian measures. We could reduce speed limits to 25 miles an hour and probably save three or 400,000 lives every 10 years. But the fact is that we like liberty more, and I think that's good. But you don't get shamed for taking those risks. Right. You're right. But, and that, but there's a the lot of mask shaming out there. Oh, here. my God. Right. It's, it's, it's crazy. Awful. <laughs> so do you, does anybody here feel like that you're being discourteous or uncourteous or disrespectful if you refuse to wear a mask? Well, no, I, because I stay six foot away from everybody. I mean, I'm walking around, and I'm not up in their face. And if I was up in their face, I could understand where people might want to say, hey, you don't have a mask on. Be, don't be getting in my face, you know. But uh, if I'm just walking down the aisle at Walmart and there's six, seven, eight, twelve 12 feet between me and another person, I'll say, hey. They say, hey. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are really mad about all these cities in Arkansas now that have mask ordinances because the governor gave them permission. Well, well, the governor, just to say, but, you know, to defend the governor – if you want to take note of this, mm-hmm. to defend the governor, there's a lot of governors that said that it's a mass ordinance in the state. In the state. In yeah. the state. And the governor stood up and said, I'm nope. not going to do that. And the Republicans do say that the best decisions in government happen locally. So the governor, I would have to say, followed the platform and stood up and did not cave in to, to the mask people. Yeah, I can't believe I'm why, saying this. But the thing is, you have to give them you got to wear a mask. In, in Maumelle, you don't have to wear a mask. Uh, that's right. So go to the city nearest you. And fight you with that, your city that, council that, member. Let's yeah. fight with them. But, hey, what I do, if uh, if I go in a restaurant and they say you can't sit in the restaurant or whatever, I go to a different restaurant. Yeah. I have found restaurants that are glad to take my money. Mm-hmm. Without a mask on. A mask. I found, I've got, already got them found. And if there's a town that... that is going to harass me about mm-hmm. me practicing my freedom, I'll go to another town. There's still a free market out there. And so, speaking and, of market, and where gov- can I get groceries right and now? thank you, Governor, for keeping it that way and not making that decision. What are you trying to get? Where can I get groceries without having to wear a mask? Uh, you know, Walmart, Walmart and Cabot. Walmart and Cabot, Arkansas. Just get an ice chest and drive all the way to Cabot. Just walk around mm-hmm. and, yeah. Hey, I can't control hot springs. Mm-hmm. So we can control cabinet. I bet, there, I bet there's so, a family grocery store not too far from you. That's, or out in the county. That, yeah, maybe. out in the county, county yeah. that you can find. You just have yeah. to look. So, All right. So uh, I was looking here, and uh, it was a Reggie Cohen posted. Reggie's a good friend of the show. Mm-hmm. And it says, despite what the Democrats would have you believe, your freedom does not come from the government. <laughs> Thank you very much, Reggie. Well, well, Appreciate sure, it. it comes from God, but the problem is a lot of the people on the left actually think government is basically God, right? I mean, that's kind of how they act. Well, that's yeah, what socialism they, is. Socialism well, go- replaces God. Uh, God tries to In replace respect, God right. with government. Here's what Ray Lehman on our Facebook thread right now, live, says, the definition of insanity, 2020 version, if you wear a homemade face mask, (laughs) expecting it to be as effective as a surgical mask, you may be insane. If you expect me to wear a mask because you know your homemade mask isn't effective, you may be a tyrant. If you shame me for not wearing a face mask, at the same time you are wearing a homemade mask, mask, expect a response from me. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So so back on the city ordinances. One minute. Mask wearing. 
Conway passed one of these ordinances. Um, but, you know, the governor actually gave out a, a, a sample for them to, 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 um, to copy. Conway didn't copy it. They actually wrote part of their own, which is actually in conflict with the governor's um, executive order, from what I can tell. It's more restrictive. All right. We got to take a break. We'll break. We'll come back. Got a lot to talk about today. You can be part of the conversation. 823-0965. You're listening to the Dave Ellswick Show. city requiring you to wear a mask because it's your city that's making that decision let's all be you know clear here the governor said the cities make the decision mask or no mask that's why in little rock you wear a mask i don't know what north little rock has said maumel has said no i don't know what cabot has said to be honest did they say no mask necessary i've not heard in cabot i've not heard anything i know that i just went to walmart last night and nobody told me put your mask up because i usually have it i went in best buy and i wasn't asked and to the the governor's credit so he he put out an executive order for the for the cities to to have an option to have a mask order but really from what i from what i can gather from it it's it's, no he didn't it's it's it's, from what i gather though it's it's really basically giving the business owners the authority to require people to wear a mask. The private business can make agree. that and so, decision. And so essentially what, what it seems no like... No shoes, no right. shirt, shirt, no, no mask, right. no and so, and so from what shirt. I gather, what yep. the governor is allowing is that basically he's allowing the cities to deploy police officers to run people out of stores if the stores, store owners decide to <coughs> make people wear masks. From from what I gather, if this if the businesses want to allow their customers to not wear masks, they're allowed to do that. I like what Jan Even with wrote, the city read to us during the break. Let me break. share this. She's you want got... me to share this? This is good. I didn't write this. I wish I had been clever enough to think of this, but I, I, I somebody sent it to me, and I was like, "This is I'm going to put this on my business." Attention, customers. This is a sign that you may see on some businesses. Attention, customers. Those in our lovely government have ordered all persons entering indoor facilities to wear a mask. If you have a medical condition that prevents you from wearing a mask, you are exempt from this order. And due to HIPAA and the Fourth Amendment, we cannot legally ask you about your medical condition. Therefore, if we see you without a mask, we will assume you have a medical condition and we will welcome you inside to support our business. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Smart. Like, yes. Wow. Is that so, when you get so many laws that one begins to cancel out the other? Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, what do you do if a police officer approaches you and says, ma'am, you're going to have to. But I, I do see a way that businesses can get around that. They can say, well, you know, we'll cut, you stand outside and we'll bring you what you want. Right. Yeah, curbside service. You. You're, I'm seeing a lot of that, you know, everywhere. Curbside well, just like, service. Just like, you know, if somebody wants, maybe they have a, um, a seeing eye dog. But what if the business owner is very allergic to dogs? Mm-hmm. I think the business owner ought to be able to tell the person, you know, you, you. You, can't, you can't bring my 
your dog in the house, but in, in the is in the business. But guess what? I'll bring your groceries to you. Yeah, you have to buy by the if you're if you're a public accommodation business, you have to have you have to be handicapped accessible. You have to have you have to you know service dogs, whatever. But that is the reason I made my place a place a private club. Mm. So you don't have to. I don't, come, I don't right. have to. I can well, and, come up with my own rules. And, and, Although we have people with service dogs and, come and, in, we have people that come in in wheelchairs and shoes. Sure. So and you, so you're, you're accommodated of that, yes. of that, but you don't really yes. want the government. But I don't to, have to be. Right. And so the thing is that, but I think private businesses ought to be be allowed to to say, look, you know, I I, I don't want to cater to this because mm-hmm. one it may be a health concern for the business. And they can, know. can't they? What's yes, that? they can. Uh, every every business, need... even though if a city ordinance, if a city passes an ordinance and said that people have to wear a mask in this city and your business is in the city, but once somebody gets on your property of mm-hmm. your business and walks in the door of your business, as the business owner, you can say you don't have to wear a mask in here, can't you? Or I, I, if it's I a under- city ordinance. As I understand to... the, 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 the way these ordinances are supposed to be written, according to the governor's executive order, yes, the business owner has a choice. Still has the, really? Right, yes, as, as it's written, from what I can tell. Now, Conway passed their ordinance, and they, they didn't, they didn't do it consistently with what the governor's um, executive order put out. How is theirs more restrictive? So it actually requires the businesses to post this um, this ordinance sign. Okay. Sign, yeah. And so, and I, from what I can tell, that's that's inconsistent with the governor's um, order. So I, I think quite possibly what Conway passed was actually illegal. Well, since we are requiring masks because for everybody to wear, because not wearing a mask makes it unsafe for you mm-hmm. and for everybody to be around you. If if a mask makes you safer and the government can require that, I am waiting for the day when the government requires everyone to carry a gun. Right. So let me let me let me read the post they made you made for, for Facebook. They did that for in, safety they reasons. They did that in Cobb County, uh, Georgia. Georgia. Yes, so, they did. So, so let, me, let, me read, let me read my Facebook post from the other day. So if you don't openly carry a gun when you go out in public, you are increasing the likelihood for criminals to violate innocent people. It's not just for your safety. It's also for the safety of other people. Stop being selfish. Open carry like a responsible citizen. <laughs> I don't know. Some people should <laughs> open carry, but right. uh, it's okay. So Iverson, yes, are, are you going to watch the NFL this year after they have announced that I have not watched the NFL for years. Okay, so you're done with them already. I've been done. You know, what what changed me was not the social stuff. It was when you couldn't – I'm an old football guy, an old lineman, and, you know, the coaches tell us, go out there and hurt somebody. Oh, yeah. But when you had to just start wrestling people to the ground, you couldn't hit them any longer. And I get the whole (laughs) head injury stuff. You quit watching because you can't hit people? Well, it's part of the, it's a part of the job, part of the game. I mean, <laughs> you, you run out there and three guys grab one guy and just start trying to pull him to the ground. That is not football. It's, it's not like football. It's like Mike did just like said. Girly that. ball. It is. I mean, is there Mike, some things that just have an inherent risk, and those that are out there, you know it. Yes. So My, Mike did just go. said that yeah, football is not a contact li- uh, sport; it's a collision sport. <laughs> Isn't the NBA now also letting basketball players put social justice messages yes. on their jerseys? Yes, and, yes. And, yeah, that's all. You can't put that you support Trump on your jersey. You can't put on there that you believe in gun rights on your jersey. It's only socialist messages that mm-hmm. they have allowed. How about See, God? I think that we should boycott oh, absolutely, all these absolutely sports. Absolutely not. All from these the sports. sports. Because look, people, people want to watch football or basketball or baseball to get away from all the yes. other stuff. It's yes. supposed to be... It's, it's an supposed escape. To be the, yes. So, so what do we do? And I'm not going to watch boycott. the NFL now. I stopped when they did the whole kneeling thing started and then mm-hmm. they put them in the locker room or whatever if they wanted to do that. 
but now they're going to play the the black national anthem I before did, I didn't know there was such before a thing. before the national That's anthem. That's racist. As far as that happens, I I won't watch the games. Not going to happen. I think yeah, they're, they're going to lose a lot of viewership. Anthem. Yes. And, and, too. and quite frankly, I've always, I've always thought that basketball is more violent than football. Okay. Now listen, we're going to play. <laughs> we're pads I got Jay, the you know who Jason Whitlock is, Iverson, right? Jason Whitlock. I've the, heard the name. I, the sports uh, yeah. commentator. Yeah. This I don't what, listen to many of them. Okay. Anymore. Well, here's what he had to say about this whole thing about uh, playing the black national anthem. I think it's really about a lack of leadership and just a failure of men to stand up and stand on the principles that they say they believe in. And so when I look at what the NFL is doing, this goes against every value that the NFL has built itself on. Professional sports have built themselves on a celebration of Americana and the ideals and values that best exemplify America. They built themselves on unity and unifying the country. If the NFL starts out its season with everyone standing for Lift Every Voice and Sing, the Black National Anthem, and then virtually everyone on the field taking a knee when the Star Spangled Banner plays, I think it's going to be, if you remember the show Happy Days, the jump the shark moment when it's like, okay, Happy Days is over. The NFL will run off a nice fat chunk of its audience and will never be seen the same again because of the failure of leadership throughout the NFL. There's no way you can do any homework on Black Lives Matters and not see that it's a Marxist political organization. It's not about black death. It's not about black men. It is a political move. It's a communist political move. If For those people that stand on religious values, and this is where I say just the failure of men, I've seen many of these guys, they claim their Christianity and their religious beliefs. Do they understand Black Lives Matter, communist, Marxism is anti-religious? This is a historic failure of men and leadership. This is cowardice at its highest level. This is the NFL jumping the shark and saying we've quit being who we said we are. We're now something else because our money's on the line and we don't stand for the values we said we stood for. In one minute, there is an NFL commissioner. Where is he? Probably hiding under his desk with Troy Vincent, his assistant, or talking about Roger Goodell. Yeah. They, these guys don't know what to do. And look, I don't I don't want to just blame Roger Goodell and Troy Vincent. This is NFL ownership. All right. of them. Cowards. Not standing up for what they believe in. America has made them filthy rich and some of the most powerful people on the planet, and they're unwilling to defend the values they built their business on and the country that has enriched them incredibly. This, I mean, across the board, Tucker, politically, in the sports world, I'm looking at men fall out of cowardice. I'm looking at women fall out of cowardice. It's pervasive throughout this country. Get ready, oh, boy. Right. He put it down the wow. way it is. How long would Jason Whitlock be allowed to be? I think it's Fox Sports. How long do you think they're going to allow him to keep speaking like that? To 5 o'clock this evening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he's not already been fired. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'll give him a job. He can come yeah. to my place. I mean, that was, that was amazing what he had to, what he had to say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's right. I think empty That's seats. Key. He's seat. right. Empty seats are, are the only thing they're going to bring. Uh, it didn't do anything when they were taking a knee. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you start seeing empty stadiums, 
and things well, like yeah. that, I think you will see something different. You won't see me pay to go to the ball game anymore. It's just too doggone expensive. They've, well, they've tried get, to uh, think about this guy. Charge us out when, of the, you, when you see a football see a game. game uh, when they pay in the audience, what percentage of black people do you see there? Just think about it. If you if you never thought about it, before. about thirty uh, percent. That's real high. It sounds like maybe more like three percent. Yeah, I think it's higher than that. Iverson just said you were wrong. (laughs) That's fine. That's all right. Well, the point being, the point being is, is most a lot of black people can't even afford to go to those games. Yeah, they save up for a whole year, a whole year to to go to one game or something like that. There's white people that can't afford to go to, but they're just a whole lot more white people. Two paychecks to be able to afford a hot dog and a beer. They will just start computer generating people in the crowd for the shots. (laughs) Except for those computer people, don't pay. Yeah. It's, you yeah, but they don't make their money off of those ticket sales, do they? I mean, yes. don't they really make their money they off pay, of that? The they pay. Stuff yeah, like but the, that. The, but they make their multi millions from TV yes, advertising. But they pay the the contracts of their players to the people who come through the turnstiles. Oh, that's really? that's, that's, that's how they do that's it. That's how they. That's how they. Wow. Mm. You got to feel those seats. And the players are going to feel it soon. Well, think about it, Jan. If the advertisers, that, no one wants to advertise with an empty stadium to an empty stadium. I mean, I know we get the television things, but if you don't have a crowd there. Yeah, all those, those boards. Well, the ratings and stuff. dropped after yes. Colin Kaepernick's stunt. <clears throat> You know, and, the and it had been building back up now yes, because they quit showing all that crap. Now they're going to play the Black National Anthem. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm like what Jason Whitlock said. What happens when you play, you know, the Black Lives Matter uh, or Black Lives, that's not Black, Black Lives, the Black National Anthem. And uh, then... They, and everybody's standing, got the hand over their heart or whatever, and then they play the national anthem, and two-thirds of the players on the field take a knee. Don't you know that George Soros... Not going to be good. That's not going to fly. Don't you know that George Soros is celebrating right now? He's trying to destroy America, and uh, you wanna he's doing support, a real good you know, job. You want to know who's, who's uh, celebrating? Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, all the left... AOC, they're the ones that are Where is AOC? happy about that. Well, she's uh, she's been talking. Hold on, we got to take a break. Okay. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with more. Don't forget about PI roofing. PI roofing takes care of your roof. They'll also take care of any of the damages in your house from the leak in your roof. If you've got you know discoloration on your ceiling, on your walls, things of that nature, they can fix that for you. Also, they'll fix your you know your. Uh, uh, what am I willing to say? They're gutters. Take care of the gutters as far as that's concerned as well. You talk to PI Roofing. They can do all of that and keep your social distancing under control so you don't have to worry about the health of your family and they don't have to worry about the health of their workers. Call them at 707-3551, 707-3551, or visit them online, piroofing.com. All right, so this is a story. It was on Sarah Carter's uh, uh, website. She's a former reporter, and uh, it's the Sarah Carter Show. She's got her own show as well. Taking back the story is what she talk, says. She reports all of it. Here's this, the, the uh, opinion editor for the Washington Post published an incendiary statement on her Twitter feed. Then she took it down. 
And she took it down. But not before someone took a screenshot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, they do, there's people out there, that's all they do. Yeah. Uh, later at night, she deleted tweets, but exactly how she feels along with many of her colleagues. Uh, she said, white women are lucky. Black people are not calling for revenge. Let's, let me put that picture so people can see who this woman is. White women are lucky if because black women are not calling for revenge. That's, that's right. This lady said that. That, that seems like are you not are you her? not that to me is beyond incendiary. You are really wanting. She people. still has a job there. Yes, at the Washington Post, they're, they're not they're doing. Having they haven't done anything to her. <laughs> if that had been a conservative that had said that, they'd be fired already. They they would have told, don't even report for work. What, what, what would happen if somebody was in a courtroom and they told the judge, you know, you're lucky lucky that you're not being hanged. Right now, I mean, how is how would that go over? Well, you'd be in contempt ex- immediately. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, tell you. Is that. there any chance you wouldn't leave that courtroom in handcuffs? Mm-hmm. I mean, since you know Woody Harrelson's father killed a judge on the steps of a mm-hmm. of a federal courthouse in Austin, Texas, many many years ago, they don't, as my dad would say. They don't cotton to you saying things like that. Let me ask you all your opinion on this, too, because these far left people, this is how they're acting and they get away with it because I I guess because we were letting them. Did you all see the the Catholics gathered around the um, the the St. Louis monument? Was that a few weeks ago when they they beat the fool out of some guy? No. Well, I don't know about the beating took place, but what I saw, I saw a video and all these Catholics are standing around this and they're just quietly praying. They're Mm -hmm. praying. For, I guess, to, for the protection of that monument. And a Black Lives Matter protester, there's a whole crowd of them come up to the group, but then one guy has an air horn. You know how loud those are. And he's going up to these these Catholics oh. who are praying and blowing it in their ears. That's assault. Think, that is assault. That's a, I mean, at what point can you not just knock somebody out? Well, what, I, I what, think you. I think there you weren't were, any police there to help yeah, these I th- people. I think you have a right to take the air horn away from them at the very least. That's what my husband said. I said, "What would you do in a situation like that?" He said, "I break the air horn." He said, "I'd, I'd make take him away and break the it. air horn." You, know, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> you would. But you know, I, I I do still think that these radical people that we're talking about, like this lady right here, I still think we're talking about that this country has a a two or a three percent problem of radical people. I'm hoping I may be naive, but you know. Advertising companies sell marketing. Website places sell marketing. They're, they're always going to be drumming something up. This is about like saying, you know, the watching the days of our lives and there's not going to be trouble next week, you know, in paradise. You know, these people have to drum something up. They have to sensationalize, you know, the news. So in the real world, I don't think we got this big of a problem. These crazy – I think this is 1%. What do you think? Well, you, when you think about it, when you look at problems, you go, well, who do you know that's being persecuted? Who do you know that's being mistreated? When you bring it out of the clouds and you get down to the practical side of it, and you say, well, who do you know that's being uh, – that needs revenge? Uh, who's done something to you that would you know justify you getting revenge or calling for revenge? And everybody goes – it's like they say, well, everything is so bad out here, but nobody at the table – it's bad for. So what is it then? It's just something that's being promoted well, and, and I, I that there's no reality to I think that's the one, real reality. One of the, one of the problems with this movement is that in so many cases – They'll have a big riot over something that really isn't a big issue. Like they'll, they'll, they'll be a police shooting, and it turns out you know, it was really very justified, 
and then the, but there there really are a, a lot of cases out there that that are unjust that need to be addressed but a lot of cases i'm afraid it's just you, you've got riots happening with with cases that are just not clear get them get some clear cases and don't riot you don't burn yeah. people's property down but push the push the push the issue push the issue file lawsuits um run campaigns against these mayors get these police chiefs fired make things happen call the governor's office get get them to fire the, the state police director for his for his active lobbying at the state legislature with tax dollars or on on the on the, in his official capacity take action don't burn people's businesses now. all right we got to take a break rush is next and we'll be back with more but i want to talk more about this wapo opinion editor and saying that white crazy. women are lucky that black people are not calling for revenge. We'll talk about it after Rush on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back uh, after the uh, news, glad to have you with us. Rush had some interesting things to say. He'll be on this afternoon. Heard, hope you heard the good news that he announced last week. Oh, I did. That his treatments are working spectacularly oh, wow. and uh, you know he knows that he's got a, a fatal disease. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't even try to tell me he doesn't. But uh, what he said is that uh, if the treatments take well, then you get to go, as he put it, into extra innings. And he said, "I'm rounding third base, and it looks like I get to get into extra innings right now." Mm-hmm. But he reminds everybody, all of that can change on a dime quickly. Mm-hmm. So he's having some success. Well, so, yeah. So here's what here's what this uh, lady Karen Atia is her name. Now understand that she has become synonymous with people who throw fits on Twitter. If you've ever seen them say, "Well, they're just being a Karen," mm. that's what they're referring to. Is this woman right here? Here's what here's what she put: the lies and tears of white women hath wrought. Quote the 1921 Tulsa massacre. Murder of Emmett Till, exclusion of black women from feminist movements, 53% of white women voting for Trump. White women are lucky that we are just calling them Karens and not calling for revenge. Then she got rid of that tweet. She later responded to a supporter in another now deleted tweet, quote, I'm just saying, be happy we are calling for equality and not actual revenge uh, condemnation against atia has been overwhelming and swift calling her a racist you can't call you don't call black people racist or i'm just going to be let's play the semantical part here they're bigots but they're not racist you got to be empowered to be a racist that's the bottom line but she's a bigot there's no doubt about it she went on to say quote when i tweet something and then delete it it's not because i regret it It's almost never that. I just want to stir up some blank real quick and then leave. So she's classy. Same. LOL. All right. So anyway, yeah, she's she's an idiot is what she is. Was she drunk texting or drunk drunk tweeting? I'd like maybe say she's butt texting. What's going to be interesting is where is the media Outrage. Where's the Washington the Post, Post going to be on this? Yeah, where's the Washington Post? Where Where is CNN? Where are all the... If, They're in if her anybody in yes, they are. If anybody on Fox right. had said that, if anybody on Fox News yeah. had said that... Because be- Donald Trump Jr. made the statement that she's got liberal privilege. Mm-hmm. She gets to say whatever she wants, and nobody tries to cancel her. 
liberal liberal privilege. privilege. Wow. And I agree with that. Liberals say whatever they want, no matter how no ugly it, it is. AOC says it. Pelosi says it. Mm-hmm. All of them say it. And it's like, ah, that's cute. So, so do, do you think there may also be a little bit of female privilege as well? Is it, just, is it liberal female privilege? Because men, well, I think, are a little less likely to get away with well, that kind of stuff. But. You know, here's the key, and I've said this all. If you're a white male conservative, yeah. <laughs> you have no rights in America anymore. And that's Paul has line. no dates. <laughs> and now, now I'd rather know what, ladies, he, we really need to get him. A, he needs a woman. He's got on Whoa. green socks. I noticed he's got on green socks with blue, blue, blue clothes today. Yeah, yeah he's, he's he, he needs a woman. What? He needs a woman in his life. Somebody needs to teach you how to dress. That's what oh, she's saying. saying. Okay, hey. Yeah. I, I, I never claim to be a fashion expert. You well, usually you actually usually look today. very nice. You've proven just, it. Oh. I didn't notice the green sock. Hey, you probably were putting your socks on in your sleep as early as we have to get here. No. You probably See, didn't notice. So I the actually colors. I actually wear work clothes because I, I I do actually work um, for a living. Yeah, sort of like that. And so it's, I, I when I when I work a lot of times I'm not working in a clean environment, so I wear clothes that actually I get torn up and my husband and dirty says the and, same thing. My husband wears seven dollar blue jeans from Walmart. He, I've tried mm-hmm. to get him in a set of designer jeans. Let me buy you. Let me do. You would look so good in these. Like Jan. No, because I never know when I might have to get right. down and under so a car that's, that's or get the, under a motorcycle and get kind, grease. Them. That's, kind, that's kind of my philosophy is that, you know what, if I wear clothes that aren't expensive, I'm not afraid to stop and help somebody on the side of the road. Because that's, like you know, I, I was I was I was I was on Facebook a couple, two, three years ago arguing with some preacher who thought I needed to wear a suit to church. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you know, I'm more I'm more inclined to stop and help somebody on the side of the road. Right, and, and uh, of course, and, and this <laughs> granted, $60 granted, jeans, granted, this two hundred dollar jeans. This, this minister whatever. was was basically ridiculing me and just being a jerk. And um, he was about four hundred pounds. So this is a guy that would not stop and help anybody on the side of the road because one, if he got out of his car, he might not get back in. I don't know. Did but, you mention anything to him in the scripture about gluttony? About gluttony? Well, I don't gluttony? think we, Did you just gl- say gluttony? gluttony. Paul gluttony. said gluttony. gluttony. I heard you said gluttony. Uh, uh, but so anyway, the thing is, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Is it? You know, it, what I'm wearing right now, I, I think between my my pants and my shirt, and I, it it might be thirty bucks. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, though, that. I, I, I can throw them away if I need to, and it's okay. I didn't pay a thousand dollars for what I'm wearing. I've got, you know, I've got a question for our listeners out there. We heard uh, Mr. Iverson here say, if anybody has a real problem out there, if anybody's being mistreated, downtrodden, if anybody is getting the opportunities taken away from them, you know, why don't you call in and let us know about it? Do we have a real problem in America right now? Is there a real problem? Or is this a bunch of drummed-up media trying to throw an election out there? It, like, If we have a real problem, please call in and let us know so we can help you address it. But if there's, if you just want to talk about they said, somebody said, and some generalization. Let's be specific. You know, let's be specific, and let's address these issues. This lady is crazy. This lady right here, I'd like to know... What what a what, what, person's been mistreating her? He's talking about her. Wait, wait, what, what, yeah. What's her these? salary? Do you think a lot? Oh yeah, yeah. Her, oh yeah. She's probably that's a good point. Yeah, she's not too unprivileged. Maybe she's over, a little did overpaid. Did you hear last week when Don Lemon said that Jesus was yes. not perfect? So for all the Christians out there, whatever you, you look like, what do you think about that? Uh, what, what, if this, Jesus I, I is not perfect, 
and our salvation is not. Did he try to backpedal that a little bit? He tried to walk it back. It's too late. It's too late. He said Jesus was not perfect. So I I told the church Sunday, I said, that means we're all going to hell. Mm -hmm. We put our faith in him. What church does he go to? the only perfect sacrifice. What, What church is he a pastor at? Uh, Don Lemon's probably the Metropolitan Church. Oh, the, 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 Don, the Don Lemon's Church. Iverson, Iverson knows what I'm talking about yeah, when I say Metropolitan Church. Uh, Me and Iverson were talking during break. The question is: 1966 Times Magazine, and David Brown brought that up this weekend in a sermon. 1966 Times Magazine put on the front cover: yes. is, is God, God dead? dead? Is God dead? The question today, we got the people on the left that says God is dead. We got people on the right saying if we don't follow the principles in God's word that this country was founded on, we're headed for destruction. That's the question. Is God dead? And that is the debate. Do you agree with that? I absolutely do because God is life and he is the author of life. And by the way, there's there was a movie several years ago. God is God not dead. Not dead. Yeah. Uh, I'm in one of those movies. Are you, Are you really? really? I watched it. I missed you. <laughs> you did. It was a small part. Okay. <laughs> but God is not. God dead. is not dead, and 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 that is the thing. I think you know, from my perspective as a pastor, as a Christian, what I see uh, happening today is it's a war against Christianity. Yes, sir. Because really, we say yes, a war sir. against religion. I don't completely agree with that because you know uh, Muslims are getting away with things that if a Christian did, it's just you just exactly. it would just not be over. So I think it's a war on Christianity because we are a nation, excuse me, founded on Judeo Christian values and principles, and this is what the left is attacking our Judeo. The first first principle is the uh, uh, right to life. The second is monogamous uh, marriage. Now, those two things there alone would start a war. It, it's what the uh, left is warring us on. Yeah, so, yeah. That's it's, the, that's it's war the Christianity. That's what's under, don't you believe that's what's underneath the whole all thing. of this? That's the whole thing. And, and here's what we, we need to think about, you know, uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The first one is life. The first one is life. So you attack the unborn, but guess what's next? Euthanasia. And yes. I explained that yesterday. That it's not just, think the two groups that, that the left goes after, the unborn, the helpless, most innocent, and then the old, or the old and feeble. And they say, we don't need those. Let's get rid of them. They're a burden on on society. And that's just the opposite of what Christianity says. But it says, no shedding innocent blood. And God, the older you get, the more valuable. He, he, he counts you as because you have the wisdom and the knowledge and all of these things. You live life, and now you can share that. But you eliminate these two groups, and as, uh, what was that, the governor of Colorado said in 1984, that old people have a duty to die. To be, Democrat like, governor. be like leaves on a tree. To fall, fall off and die. die. Oh, you know, the far left, that that's the same Democrat people. That's Governor Lamb. Speaking of the far left, and they're, and they're attacking our unborn those are the same people who are saying about abortion, my body, my choice, are the same people that are telling us to wear masks. Exactly. And they're the same people. Uh, this is this is true story here. I was at, uh, I was still in the military. I was at uh, Washington, what's the place up there? I forgot. Fort Lewis, Washington. And when you come on campus, they give you the on, on campus, on post orientation. One of, the, one of the things was you couldn't mess with any of the wildlife, particularly the ants, there's some giant ants out there, but they were federally protected. What? Wow. If you, yeah, yeah, they had ant, ant mounds that were six feet tall. But they could, Ooh. but you have, you could, you couldn't kill the ants, but you could have an abortion. Exactly. You, that's exactly right. <laughs> Can't they kill the owls. The yeah. ants. 
but you but you don't protect the babies. And if you threw, if you picked up a stick and just threw it into that ant mound, you could be fined twenty to fifty thousand dollars and lose your military career. So there you go, Democrats. All right. Okay, got to get another break in, then we'll be back with more. $287,619. What would you do with an extra $287,619 in retirement? Man, I can tell you what I would do with an extra $20,000. Just to tell you. That's how much a little rock couple could save in taxes with their IRM 401k, thanks to the tax planning strategies from David Lucas Financial right here in Little Rock. Learn exactly how much money you could save with a free retirement tax analysis. You know, free is my favorite four-letter word that starts with an F. If you've saved more than $250,000, be one of the first 10 callers to schedule your free analysis now, 501-222-3315. Do you have an IRA or a 401k? Do you know? Find out. Learn how much money in taxes you could save by calling 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. Hey, let me remind you that coming up at six minutes after eight, we'll have the new superintendent of the Little Rock School District on. First question. You going back to school and you know, in August we'll get that answer and how much work, you know, needs to be done since the state has been running the Little Rock School District for how long now? Has it been four years? Four? Who hires that person? Five years. Who, I don't, who picks him out? Yeah, they didn't him? that that had to be picked. Larry, you know, Johnny Keys must have found the guy. Because this is not an elected official, if I'm not mistaken. Am it's I wrong? Because it's you live here. You it's live here appointed. in Little Rock. No, no, He's Pulaski appointed, County. isn't he? Uh, I'm I'm Pulaski You're Pulaski County, County but they, I don't yeah, remember. They took, over, having, they took over us to a hostile takeover. Yeah, I don't think they've had any kind of election for so a new the parents, president. So the parents don't have school board members that they elected that represent. They do so now. The board board. has been reseated and held new elections, but they're not hiring. They're not hiring the superintendents and the principals yet. I'm not sure on that. Well, anyway, we'll have the not on the Pulaski County Special School District. We'll have the the latest on the Little Rock School District and talk about what they're going to do. We'll have them on for about I don't know nine minutes or so because they're they're making the. The rounds today they're gonna to be on my show they're gonna be over at steve marston marston with the uh the folks over at the, the fish. Uh, what the fish yeah the fish and you know, then the uh religious uh, gospel station gonna have them on today i'm a taxation without representation kind of guy <laughs> you know i want to know if you're spending my money and what say do i have in it yeah. Yeah. especially when it comes to Zero. our children in the school system yeah. Hey, there are teachers that don't even have a say. I, I'm I'm in a private Facebook group with a bunch of Arkansas teachers, and they're talking about their concern because they're saying, "Does anybody know anybody, any teacher that's on any of these panels? You know, they have panels established to to decide what the rules are going to be. How are we going to deal with this Appointed if a student gets COVID nineteen? And yeah, so and that there are now. I'm not saying there aren't any teachers on the panel. Make sure I'm clarifying that. I don't know who all's on the panel. I'm just saying that these teachers are saying that they don't. They're not hearing from their own right. kind. The, exactly. The best decisions are going to start in the classroom and go up. Mm-hmm. The the You're not going to get good decisions starting at the top and going down because they do not know the, the everyday life. The well, teachers 
you know, just need to be left alone and do what they're trained to well, do. And that's sort of part of the problem with when you have government involved in all this stuff. Like, it's with so many different things, the state legislators, they're not qualified to make decisions. It's not about the kids, is what I'm trying to well, say. Uh, but, but in quick. so many not cases, we've got state legislators. State legislators that, that, that just don't know enough to make to make regulations on stuff. Like, yeah, so, really? Right. So, so for, for for example, there was a bill going through the health um, committee in the House, I think, a couple of years ago or so, where they were going to authorize the schools to have epipens, epinephrine pens, I think, for for kids who get allergic reactions of some sort. I think there was one legislator who knew anything about it. It was a doctor. And some of the other legislators asked him, hey, is this safe? And he says, yeah. And so we've got 20 legislators in this in this room, and one of them knew what was going on, and the others just voted. I'm sorry, yeah, that's, that's insane. In, that's happened in the automotive field. Right. And <laughs> Many so, times when so, they're so, voting on title laws or, or, yeah. or things like that. So you've got people that don't know what's going on, setting, making rules and regulations for things, and they're going to accept the testimony of one so-called expert. Now, maybe the doctor in the room knew what he was talking about. I don't know. But at the end of the day, you're going to make laws? And there's all kinds of laws on the books that, that are set up by legislators who, who don't know what's going on. They might tell you, well, this is how you have to wire a house. And they couldn't even tell you how to wire an outlet. I'll tell you one thing real quick. They had they had to remove a rule to make Johnny Key the head of of the little education rock, department, education, yeah, the education the state department, education department, right? Because you, as you know, you were there and watched it because you had to have a degree, uh, a degree, or, a degree to, or to be able to do that. Well, so and, they and, had to remove a rule because he didn't have a degree, and there was a rule that you had to have right. a teaching well, and, degree and, and before you. What, what's interesting? So, so um, Chris Corbett was on on the show with Dave a while back, I think, and he was he was suggesting that you know maybe some of these water departments should require. Um, the the heads to have um, 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 fluoride. No, 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 engineering sure. degrees. Yeah. Oh. And so, you know, that's not necessarily an unreasonable thing. Why, why would you have a political individual in, involved in c- controlling a water department? And so, we, we've we've got government officials that they don't they don't know a, a toilet from a sink, and, and they're going to tell people how to how to how to set up a water department. Well, you know, the reason they need that is because some dental company that sells <laughs> dental insurance might show up, and they might want to put something poison in our in water, water so our teeth will be in better shape, right. so they'll make more money on their oh. insurance, and you need somebody to do what mm. they're told mm. instead of doing what's best what's, for the right, public. Right, and so, and so we've got water departments. That, that are insane. So I was, I was hypothetical, I, I, right? I, I was talking. Of course, right. And of so course, we, we've, we've we've got so many people out there. They're, they're do-gooders. They want to protect us from stuff, and they don't know what's dangerous. But here's the, here's the problem, Paul, and it goes all it goes back every time to uh, community participation mm-hmm. in those things. Because even with the water boards, mm-hmm. uh, I'm on our board in our mm-hmm. community, and even with those things. You have an open forum. The mm-hmm. meetings are open to the public, sure. but very few people ever attend. Right. Well, very few people even know they are going on. So right. it's about being involved and staying involved in your local community. Hey, you're on the water board, too? Is there any board you're not on? <laughs> hey, you must spend all of your time on uh, doing boards. I'm on a sewer board. I do a lot of board You meetings. are. Yes, yeah. I, you yeah. do. Yeah. Well, this is the same the uh, uh, water sewer district. Yeah, you, you learn, learn a lot. Yeah, you learn. You learn a lot. I'm on there for the education. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning a lot. They wanted Iverson on their boards because they want the guy who, when he prays, they know the prayers are answered. Prayers are answered. There you, go. <laughs> you know, they want they want him in there. All That's right, we got we got to get a break in. We got news coming up. 
The power panel will leave the studio for a few minutes. The new superintendent of the Little Rock School District is going to come in and do about nine or ten minutes with me, and then we'll let him go to do the other stations here in our group. And then the power panel will be back to continue on talking about all the issues that are huge. Little Rock Teachers Union is demanding that charters be shut down and uh, in California, and it looks like they're going to get their way. And then uh, we'll talk about a couple of issues we talked about earlier on, and that's dealing with uh, seizing guns from people protecting themselves from rampaging mobs. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but uh, if you want to listen to it, you have to listen at 6 tonight. If you want to watch it, you can watch it happen as it happens here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Coming up next, right here at 101.1 FM, The Answer, on my Facebook, on Facebook.com, Dave Ellswick Show. Dave Ellswick Show. If you're watching on Facebook, this is happening live. If you're listening on the radio, it's at 6 o'clock this evening because we tape delay this hour at 6 uh, o'clock. Or you could be listening on the podcast at 101.1 FM, The Answer. Our guest uh, here over the next uh, segment, Dr. Charles McNulty, is the superintendent, Plastic County Special School District, and the assistant superintendent, Alicia Smith. Uh, is with us from the Pulaski County Special School District as well. Dr. Nolte, I understand that uh, you're not standing on the side of the road, are you, sir? I know you're having uh, car trouble. Yes, sir. Actually, I am. You um, are. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's beautiful out. And, uh, you know, I'm waiting for the tow truck to come and and to move on with my day. So thank you for having me this morning. Okay. We, we appreciate you coming on. Let's let's start with, the, and, and Alicia, thank you for coming here today as well and, and sitting down and talk. The big question everybody's half, uh, asking, uh, is the Pulaski County Special School District going to be back in session come fall? And if so, what's it going to look like? So I'll just turn it over to you, Doc, and let you tell everybody. You bet. Right now, um, we have plans to reopen. Uh, and we're looking at between August 24th and 26th. And we're going to provide our families with three options. One, a digital option uh, where uh, their student can learn from home. A A-B option where students would come two days a week uh, and would get instruction face-to-face. But also could get the same instruction at home uh, on the other three days with their teacher. And then a final option of face-to-face. Ms. Smith, uh, do you want to add a little more to that? So we're going to do everything we can to provide those uh, our students with quality instruction with all three of those plans. Okay. And so we have a learning management system called Schoology in which the teacher can be online and kids can stream into that. So even when she's face-to-face, if I'm at home, I can still be a part of that lesson. All right. So let's run over this again. There's three different ways. 
you can go to school like you normally would, yes. right? You can go to school A, B, which is you go uh, three days a week, two days a week, it's going to be on internet or whatever. Two days would be face-to-face. No, face-to-face. One day would be on internet. Okay. And then the last one is all digital. All digital, yes. Okay. So far, well, how do people let you guys know what they want to choose on this? You got to go to school one day, everybody's going to show up and then say what they're going to do or how We you hope gotta... not. <laughs> How's this going to work? That would not be the plan. All right. How, how will all this work out? Dr. McDulty. Yeah, We'll be actually coming with a process um, this week and, and connecting with parents. And, and parents have already, um, about 9,000 have already kind of, um, put their wishes down. Uh, it's, it wasn't permanent, it's not set in stone, but as we sent uh, a survey out, we're getting feedback regarding um, what parents wanted and needed for their children to make sure they were safe. And uh, we, we're excited about uh, the amount of parent involvement in our survey. And we'll again be reaching out uh, in this next week and, and have our parents uh, kind of get ready for the school year. Well, let me ask Dr. McNulty, I mean, you guys are seeing... Uh, these parents that are contacting you, how's it seem to be running? Do people want to bring their kids back to school, or are they wanting to do it uh, by digital, or how? Um, you know, Ms. Smith can join in, but the majority—I think the majority—not a vast majority, but the majority—are looking at either a digital or an A/B schedule for their students. Um, you know, I think you know we we live in unprecedented times, and we haven't had anything like this since I think 1918. So, you know, I appreciate our families and all they're going through and our, our, our government and, and, and everything they're trying to do to make it safe. And, and we're doing the same thing. We're always looking at information, uh, always ready to uh, change it up when we need to. Because let me tell you, information changes almost daily. Now, Alicia, is people call you and talk to you. What are you, what are you hearing from them? Um, everybody wants their kids to be at school in some form or fashion. Um, last year when we had to, the um, COVID hit us really hard, we had to think on our feet and do the very best we could. Mm-hmm. We've now had since March to really get a detailed plan and look at, okay, what would work best for our children? How are we going to give them the, the the best that we can, the most quality education with a variety of needs being met? Because we know all of our families have different needs. So they just want to make sure, first of all, their kids are safe. And we've had a task force, we've had community meetings, we've had uh, surveys where we've talked about how are we going to do PPE, how are we going to clean the buildings, how are we going to do deep cleaning, um, what, do we, what will cleaning look like, what will PPE look like for our teachers. So they want to, first of all, make sure their kids are going to be safe. And then they want to know how are we going to endure our instruction and what will the teachers look like. Will they have multiple teachers? Will I just have one teacher? Because as Dr. McNulty said, these are unprecedented times. And we're trying to do the very best we can with data that changes every day. All right, Doctor, how's sports looking? I got to think that sports is going to be kind of wild and wonderful. How's that? We'll, we'll call uh, well, it that. Well, let me say that uh, we have a, we've really set up a really good plan around athletics. Now, we've had a couple students test positive, student athletes test positive for COVID-19, but we've had no transmission. Um, they got we believe they got COVID-19 outside of, you know, the athletic field. So we've, we, you know, we do uh, physical distancing, uh, when appropriate, we wear masks. We know that being outside is, is the safest place. So, um, we really haven't, of course, uh, done any, like in football, there's been no contact, but it's been a lot of conditioning and a lot of, a lot of, uh, some of the mental 
the mental notes that need to uh, be addressed when you're doing that sport. So we've started. Uh, we, um, we have a great process in place, and, and so far, so good. Well, I know that, for instance, uh, you know, the, the Catholic high school for the boys is right across the street from us, and I come in uh, early in the morning, and as I'm pulling in, the guys are pulling into the parking lot and heading in to hit the weight. So that's the kind of things that are going on uh, for PCSSD. Is that right? Um, you know, we are doing training, and uh, we are, you know, again, um, following all the right procedures and uh, making sure everything is clean uh, because you can't, um, in this situation, you can't wipe down enough, can't keep it sterile enough. But, uh, you know, we, we feel really good about our athletic director's plan and the coach's implementation of it. All right. Uh, also here, the assistant superintendent, that's Alicia Smith. That's a female voice that you're hearing here. And uh, she's going to have her doctorate here shortly. She's working on it. When do you do your final presentation? Uh, June of this 21. Oh, yeah, it's it's less than a year away. You're really starting to sweat, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to right. sit in front of that panel. Yes. That's not fun. That is not fun at all. No. So what are your biggest concerns, uh, Ms. Smith, when you're looking at uh, the Pulaski County Special School District? And then I'll ask you that same question, Dr. McNulty, but let's start with uh, with Ms. Smith. Um, I think our biggest concern is that we just want to make sure that we have consistent data um, and to decide what, what we're doing for kids. So if the numbers spike, if we need to go online, that we're ready. So if something happens and the government says, hey, we're shutting everything down, we want to be ready. So we've been working very hard to be prepared for both both things. As the state would say, we may have to pivot at any time, and we want to make sure we're pivoting. That's our, one of our biggest concerns. We want to make sure that our kids are safe and so that we do everything and that we have a plan in place to make sure that the buildings are clean and that we have PPE for everyone. And we, we just want to make sure that our families know that we value them. We want our, our, our staff to know that we care about them and that the safety of everyone is important to us. That's right. what we worry most about. I got you. Dr. McNulty, how about you? Well, I would agree. Um, you know, I, I somewhat paid attention to the pandemic when it first arose, and, and I was one of those things that wasn't as concerned. Um, but as information became clearer and as we get to you know, know the effects of, of transmission and the disease itself, um, it's the shifting sands of information and making sure that what we're doing is the utmost we can to protect our, our professional staff and our, our families and our students. Right. And, uh, you know, I spent, I was up early um, going over the latest, you know, information I could uh, regarding transmission and, and what's going on, you know, neighbors next to us. So uh, I'm, I'm with Ms. Smith. It, it's the shifting information and, and making sure that our decisions are always, you know, health-centered and educationally focused. All right. As far as the teachers are concerned, uh, are you guys going to have daily temperature checks, things of that nature? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, if, if we're, if we have uh, we have utilized that process again since March, mm-hmm. um, and we've been fortunate. We've had uh, uh, while school was on, only one uh, temporary employee uh, come down with COVID nineteen. Now, I think since we've been out of school, we've had a few of our teachers um, uh, may potentially contract it, but it was nothing to do with the work environment. All right, so uh, as far as uh, folks who or parents that have a child in the uh, Pulaski County Special School District, 
where should they contact you? Is there a specific phone number or specific website you want them to go to? Well, Ms. Smith, I think we're probably going to, you know, we'll reach out. We, we have some amazing technology tools that I would have loved to have when I was a building principal. Uh, so we can reach out through uh, uh, ConnectEd and, and and also we use our website. We have a real strong social media presence with uh, Ms. Duff, our Executive Director of Communication. Uh, we, will, we will definitely reach out when um, a portal opens or a contact uh, uh, link is available to further detail um, what a parent's choice for this upcoming school year. But uh, that should come this week. We're, we feel great that the governor's kind of set uh, a date in stone now, and, and we're going to uh, advance forward. So, Ms. Smith, Alicia Smith, the assistant superintendent, you guys are just got to be nimble. Is that right? <laughs> That's about the second or third time I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, so coming. Being nimble. Got <laughs> to be nimble. Yes. All right. So Very nimble. be ready for anything. Yes. yes. All right. You, you guys got to think so far out of the box on this. We have been. Um, we've met so much that we're all kind of looking at each other like, are we meeting again? Right? Um, because with the team, you get so many um, voices and you get people that have uh, different views. And I think that's what makes the world better. And so when we sit down, I may have thought of it this way. And then someone else in the team says, but wait a minute, my child has this going on. What will we do for that child? And you're like, oh, didn't think about that. Well, my child has this going on. What are you going to do for that child? And I think having us sit down and meet and just really say, OK, we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure our kids get what they need. What does that look for like for each one of us? But we all know, Dr. McNulty, that the buck stops somewhere, and it's at your desk. Is that not right? Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I do believe in, in, in voice and, and accountability. But, yeah, you know, we certainly uh, have to make decisions, and um, I'm responsible for making sure our organization has, has got the right people in the right place. I have got the great fortune of having a, a, a tow arrive. All right. And I'll let be, you get uh, away, doctor. I'll be off the streets pretty soon. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time, and uh, take care of your car, all right? All right. Take care. All right. Dr. Charles McNulty, he's the superintendent of Pulaski County uh, Special School District, and yes, he called in. He knew he's going to be on the show today. He called in while he's standing on the side of the road waiting for the tow truck. And Alicia Smith sitting in studio with me right now the uh, deputy superintendent of the Pulaski County School District. Thank you for your time. you got two other stations that are waiting for you, so I'm going to turn you over to them. Thank you. Thanks for coming. I appreciate you. you. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more Power Panel back into the studio here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We move into a new segment, Power Panel back in the studio. My thanks to Dr. Charles McNulty, who's the superintendent of Pulaski County Special School District, and Alicia Smith, the deputy superintendent from PCSSD, uh, especially Dr. McNulty. He knew he was going to be on the show. He made sure he called in. He was supposed to be here in studio, but he his car broke down hmm. on the way to the, the show. So he called uh, from the side of the road as he's waiting for the tow truck. Wow. And the tow truck showed up just at the end of the interview. <laughs> so he's getting ready to get his car somewhere where it could get fixed. So my thanks to them. Uh, school for Pulaski County Special School District, August 24, 26. That's what they're saying. Uh, three different ways that you can go. You can go to school. 
you can uh, do the AB, which means that you can go a couple of days a week and then the other time do it on digital. And then the last is it's all digital. So they're going to have three different ways to go to school. They said AB and digital seems to be the way uh, that the parents are leaning at this time. So um, if anything changes, they told me they'd come on and uh, keep you informed uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. So we've got uh, Iverson uh, is here and uh, RD is here and Paul's here. And, of course, Jim Morgan is here. So everybody is here again. And uh, uh, Saturday is the state GOP convention. It's going to be at the Benton uh, Event Center. I will be there. I'm going to broadcast live here on 101.1 at 11 o'clock. I had asked Kim Hammer if he wanted to continue and do his show from there. I am not exactly sure if he's doing that or not. I'll know that later today. I would think that he'll probably do it live from uh, the event center. So bottom line, we'll keep you up on that. The big thing that will be happening at uh, the uh, ARGOP is going to be they're going to start talking about who's going to be the next uh, chairman of the Arkansas GOP because, you know, Doyle's done. December 31st, he's out, he's done, he's finished. And uh, only one name has uh, come up uh, to me uh, as I've talked to people about who wants to be the uh, the head of the Arkansas GOP right now. And uh, let me go take a look here, get that right. But is that going to Nab- be voted Nab-Holtz. on? Nabholtz. John Nabholtz. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the name that we're, that we're hearing. Is that going to be voted on, though, at this convention? Uh, no. No, okay. but uh, that you'll start hearing. You're going to start, there'll be people starting to talk about it. What do you want to oh, say? I think there'll, RD, be, other, I think there'll be some other people. I don't know. There. People that I thought were going to run have suddenly say, eh, I don't think I want to do this. It's mm-hmm. kind of interesting because here's the key. Let's be honest. What is your job as the chairman of the Arkansas GOP? I, well, raise money. Well, you have to raise money also. That's <laughs> 80%. And, and put up but fires. I believe that the organization uh, – is a grassroots organization that starts in the counties and comes up. I would just county committees. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. county committees. I'd just like to see someone that would go out to the county committees and have the county committees voices on the platform and on the resolutions. The resolutions need to come from the bottom up and not from the top down. And that's the way I'd like to see. I'm not saying that there's a problem right now. I'm just using another hypothetical, you know, situation kind of like the, the dental thing I mentioned earlier, but um, I would like to see the organization run from the bottom up. But if it's going to be that way, and if it's not that way, it's the county committee's fault of it. I'm not blaming anybody else, right, but for not standing we want up. somebody that will work with our county committees very closely. You know what I'd like? I would love to see. I mean, my dream of the Republican Party of Arkansas would be that I can't run. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just well, no, I, I know who I want to run, and I'm, I'm working on I'm working on him right now. But anyway, um, my dream would be that whoever leads the party would come in and say, "Okay, we have a Republican Party platform. We're raising all of this money, so let's make sure that people who are going to run with an R beside their name once they're elected, we need to if they expect to get this money." 
to be an, and remain an incumbent, then they need to adhere to this platform with their voting record. You mean that everybody doesn't follow the platform? Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. That is exactly what I'm saying. You know, we have a party platform and this is who we are. And, and when you don't when you don't push your elected officials to adhere to that platform, they are defiling our party. They're, they are, the they're destroying the legacy of the party. Yeah, what's the point of having a platform if you've got Republicans that are voting with Democrats uh, for abortion? What's the point of having a, a Republican Party platform of limited government when you have Republicans who are voting for expanding the size and the scope of government? What is the point of having lower taxes in a Republican Party platform when you have Republicans voting to increase taxes on the citizens? Don't get me started here. Can I just add one thing to that? I want a Republican committee that will appoint Republicans as chairman of committees in the Senate and the House. Yes. Yes. That if we have the majority in the House, the committee needs to reflect the majority that is in the House. So the chairman needs to be a Republican and the committee needs to be by the percentage of the House and Senate with Republicans and Democrats. Isn't that crazy that we had that? That war two years ago about that specific issue. Mm -hmm. Right. You do not have a Speaker of the House appoint a Democrat in charge of a committee when the uh, people of the state of Arkansas elected a majority of Republicans. A super majority. A super majority of Republicans. You don't do that. You know, what Jen's saying is, is bad, but we... We, get, we can't even elect it. This is representation is what I'm talking about. This is taxation without representations. We elected Republicans to represent us because the majority of us side with the platform. Do not put Democrats in charge of committees when we said we want Republicans to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or Democrats who ran as Republicans. We perhaps. also want Republicans who stand for the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. We want Republicans who don't fight against us on very simple be, Second would, Amendment law, nice. like Stand Your that Ground nice. law. I mean, it was a Republican who defeated, that, that cast the deciding vote, defeating Stand Your Ground. All right. We got to take a break. We got rid of him, though. We're going to take a break, <laughs> and we'll be back with more. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Power panels here, 101.1 FM. The answer. Back. Another segment with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show on a Monday here at 101.1 FM, the answer and uh, the power panel's in. Paul Calvert's here. Iverson Jackson is here. Artie Hopper is here. And Jan Morgan is here. And uh, we've been talking about who's going to be the next chairman for the GOP. I think here's something that scares people off. Doyle has been there over a decade now. Doyle has a, developed a pretty well-oiled machine, so to speak. And it's done. I think he's done well. I I can't say that Doyle has been, you know, AOL, AWOL, or anything like that as far as as the party goes. He is financially he, he has them in good shape. And to be honest, for the GOP chairman, that is very very important. But whoever takes his place has to live up to what he's been doing as far as money and things. And if they don't. People not going to look at you real with a smile on their face. It's a full time job, and that's what it you is. have to find somebody. It's a full time job. It's probably a seven day a week job, so uh, of answering questions and being available for different people. So mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people out there that can 
that can uh, devote the time that it would take to do it right. But but I really hope that there's at least two people, nothing against uh, the name that you mentioned. But you know, people, need, people need a choice. People need well, yeah. a choice. There, there, there needs be. to be somebody. There's nothing wrong with primaries. Primaries are a good thing. You know, people need a choice of who represents them. And, and just one person being picked is not a good representation. I know that uh, when Doyle ran the last time, uh, there were like two or three other people who had threw, threw their uh, hat in the ring. Uh, I can't Who was the uh, the black gentleman up in northwest Arkansas who put his uh, hat in the ring? Wood. Oh, was it Joseph Wood? Joseph Wood. Yeah. Joseph Wood. Yeah. Okay. He's a, been a good. He's been and good then, too. Uh, and then he, uh, you know, he didn't win. Yeah. I'm not hearing his name this time. He's got other things to do. Well, I think that I think that the party is prime, and the time is right for a black person to lead the Republican Party in the state of Arkansas. The right black person, because and and and. and then the Democrats can no longer say that the Republican Party is a party of old, gray-haired white men. Well, that's why I'm staring directly <laughs> at Iverson Jackson right now. Oh, man. No I'm looking at you, Iverson. <laughs> Look at, uh, yeah, I made him uncomfortable this yeah, night. we both made him uncomfortable. I made him uncomfortable. I don't mean to make you uncomfortable, brother. I'm, 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 but you will be there Saturday, chair. and I can bring I'll be that there up. Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, and Saturday they won't be voting on it, just so you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're bringing it up because it is coming up. I mean, we're now in By the July. Way, how are they going to have that? How, how are they doing that? Because you can't have a gathering of more than, what is it? How many people? And no, They're having yeah. several hundred. And mm-hmm. they, they're having it at the Benton uh, uh, Event Center so that you open up those big rooms. There's plenty of room there to... Mm-hmm. Put six feet between them. Yeah, they have the chairs spaced and staggered spaced. the last what was yeah. it, a couple of Saturdays ago. But I wondered, you know, they've been talking about not having the Democrat National Convention. Yeah. And I'm just, and of course, the Biden is trying to use this as an excuse to not debate Trump, yeah. too, which I was looking of course for. I would pay big bucks to watch that debate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I was I'm just advisor, I'd say, nope. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, you got. Stay in the basement. <laughs> they're not having the, the Reagan Lincoln dinner or the Lincoln. Reagan dinner. That's not happening. Typically, that would happen on Friday night. Mm-hmm. That's not occurring. So we're not going to see a big yeah, all crowd together. All the county committee all Reagan Day dinners, because I was supposed to be a speaker at a number of those, and all those have been canceled because of COVID-19. Fear. 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 Yeah. fear. What, did, what did God say about fear, mm-hmm. Iverson? We, we're not born He's with not a spirit He's not giving us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of uh, power, right. love, and a sound mind. Right. And I think that sound mind is what went out the door first. You know who, mm-hmm. who, you know who, who just quoted me that? Alicia Smith, the deputy oh, superintendent. She, she, she quoted really? that to me. Yes. Yeah. My, my, my thoughts on her went up mountains when I heard her say that. Wow. That's great. Because a lot of you are... Are hunkered down in your house, panicked, scared, it panicked. There are people yeah, panicked I, I out know. there. You're scared. I don't. Let me just tell you right now. I think we're over fifty percent of the population's already had this. I think everybody's going to have it before it's over with. Before we have a va- vaccine. Well, herd, people, men, herd immunity, man. That's what we're going to have. Are you going to take the vaccine? What? Probably. Yeah, well, you have a compromised system, diabetic. Well, people can't get any real numbers. I mean, you can thank the media for this. When you open the paper, we don't know if more people have died this year than last year of infectious disease. We don't know, you know, how many people have recovered from it. So when you get a newspaper, 
you're not getting a true reflection of what's going on out there. They're trying to sell advertising. They're trying to get you to buy the newspaper. So uh, there's a lot. What newspaper? Right. (laughs) Well, there's still one left. But anyway, even online, even online, they sell marketing online. And uh, they're trying to drum up fear. uh, Fear sells. Yeah, and they've been doing it. What do you, I mean, what's the all thing about of the major networks? Or tell something. us the, the, about the liars and the figures. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> figures don't lie, but liars right. figure. That's the mm-hmm. truth. That is the truth. I mean, I'm not. That, that's what's driving this up. I didn't make that up. That's Mark Twain, all right, I said that. But, but how long can we go, you know, bunkered down, hunkered down in our homes? And, I mean, well, they think they can go forever. The economy, they live this way well, now. Well, somebody's got to grow the food, produce the food. Know, they don't make think the about clothes, that. Make bullets. We, we can just we can just so at we can just point, print money and buy food, right? Uh, you got to go to work to print money. Oh. Well, but they can do it on computers now. <laughs> yeah, I think all those people are sitting around naked eating Cheetos. I'm just saying, who's making the Cheetos? Yeah, well, See, I, every I time we bring up something, well, you got to say, well, somebody's got to do Cheetos something. Some, some animated cat making the Cheetos. Isn't it? Who's going to make sure that the animation is going properly? Yeah. We, can, we can get our Cheetos from China. Yeah. Chinese Cheetos. Look, I don't care. If they come up with a vaccine and people want to take it, that's fine. I, people should be able to take it just like if people want to wear masks, they should be able to wear masks. I just don't want people telling me I have to. Absolutely. I don't want the government telling me that I have to take a vaccine. No, the government I'm doesn't, not tell, it doesn't tell you you got to take any vaccine. They make it available yes. to you. Well, if you're, well, if you're military... Uh, you know, yeah, that's a different. Yeah, but you're but here's what they can do. You're not here's under the Constitution anymore. Yes, but here's what they can do. They could say, well, you know, you don't have to get a vaccine. But you can't attend public school unless you get it. You don't have to get it's a been vaccine. That way for how but you can't many come years? to the state capitol. You can't come into your government buildings mm. without a vaccine. So you can't get a driver's you license. You, you can't get vote, a driver's you license. Can't you can't vote. So, you can't go. Perhaps. I mean, the, what, there, there gonna, are ways. So what are they the going to do with these do mask orders when people go to vote in November? They're going to tell people, "Well, we need to see your ID." Well, no, they're using that as an excuse to vote by mail. And you've, I've already seen. We've already seen reports now about voter fraud. Because of mail-in Right, and, and so what's going to keep somebody from saying, you know what? I sent you all a story about yeah. that. Yes. Right, and so, so if we've got a lot of different people that, that maybe didn't mail in a ballot, and so people look at that, you know what? These people didn't mail in ballots. We're gonna, we've got these extra ballots here we'll fill mm-hmm. out for them. Well, we, the, we know how they would have voted. Anyway. I sent you a story in West Virginia where a postal carrier was caught was with. altering ballots. Mm. Now, I bring that up fully knowing this guy was... Doing it for the Republicans. Mm. He was taking wow. Democrats' ballots and changing them to Republican. Wow. And uh, he got caught. And now mm-hmm. he's up for election fraud. They're going after him about it. Wow. And uh, But for pe- people who say none of that stuff happens, don't be that naive. <laughs> yeah? I used to think elections were really great, too, until I, so I grew up outside of Chicago, started understanding about what it meant to be vote early and vote often meant, mm-hmm. which is what they used to say in Chicago. Yeah. You think your grandparents vote Republican, wait till they're dead. Yeah. That's, you know, you know they'd be really upset right now. But <laughs> because, the, 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 because that's be... all going on. And that's the mail-in votes. That's what worries me about mail-in votes. That, that just opens Pandora's box. To cheat, so you know, and it, I am I am truly concerned about this presidential election. Last last presidential election, I was on Fox News the night before the election, and Trish Regan, the anchor, was interviewing me, and I was the spokesperson, national spokesperson of Citizens for Trump, and she said, "Jan, all the polls are showing. You can go back and look at this. All the polls are showing 
that Donald Trump is not going to win this election. And she said, are you still saying that you believe? I said, he's going to win. He's going to win. I said, she said, how do you know? And I said, because I don't believe the polls. I don't believe the polls. And, and I said, you know, we'll see tomorrow. But I'm just telling you, I believe he's going to win. And, of course, I'm sitting on my couch at 2.30 in the morning, you know, hunkered down going, oh, please, God, please, God, please, God. And I could not go to sleep until he won. But he won. He transformed some blue states into red yeah. states. But this time, because there's I have never seen so much hatred, so much uh, uh, just outrage. outrage. For this president, I'm sitting here saying, what length, how low will people go to make sure that he doesn't win? I don't don't think there's a bottom to it. I don't think there is either. And that concerns me. Don't be concerned. All what you're seeing is just smoke. And uh, I don't think there's any more truth to the polls or what they're doing this time than last time. I do not know. I heard someone say this on the radio this weekend. I don't remember who it was. I do not know one person that voted for Trump last time that's not going to vote Vote for Trump this time time because of something they saw on CNN. Mm -hmm. Trump voters do not watch CNN or care anything about what CNN has to say. I mean, Trump voters are getting to the point that they don't watch news channels at all. True. There you go. But no, I will tell you, I do turn over to CNN every once in a while just to see why the far left is reacting and being the way they are. And all you have to watch is about 10 minutes to sit there and say, okay, they are so brainwashed because CNN is 24-7 attack Trump, attack Trump on every level. It's constant. It's it's almost nauseating that they don't even try to hide it. Do you see where uh, CNBC hired Shepard Smith? No. He goes on at 7 o'clock in the evening. I don't know when his start date is, but he'll be on at 7 o'clock in the evening. And he says... Well, he's a better it, fit it, there. It, it'll be, a, it'll be a, you know, true and, and forceful news. Yeah, Fair uh-huh. and balanced. Fair and balanced. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't think he'll say that. There was somebody else that was showing up over there as well, former former uh, Fox person, now going to CNBC, and, which well, goes to see. it won't be Regan, they, I can assure you they that. They can f- mostly feel that they are, they're, they're interchangeable, you know, on any of the channels. They can go from one to another. That's like one time my father-in-law told me, said that they were hiring a preacher, and they asked him about a subject where he stood on it, and the preacher said, I can preach it any way you want it preached. <laughs> You're writing a check. So, uh, wow. so you know, that sometimes mm. politicians are that way. Wow. I guess sometimes so, newscasters so he, can he be that a, way. He was a spokesman. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So do you guys, have you guys been watching new Perry Mason on HBO? There was an interesting, there was an interesting segment last night in the show that I found interesting, and there's this woman preacher, uh, and she has said that she's going to raise somebody from the dead, is what she has said. <laughs> she's going to raise this young child from the dead. Don't laugh, Jay. And, uh, I mean, it happened, you know, it happened in the, the New Testament. The, oh, it, could, it could happen again. But the bottom well, line is, I don't is that, that uh, uh, the, uh, how do we put this, uh, who are the elders, the deacons, whoever they were, told her that uh, we're cutting you off from all your money and everything unless you somehow backed back down from this. And uh, she wouldn't back down. So it's, now we go into next week and find out what's going on about well. this. But anyway, this is a fight going on within the church. And it goes to what you were saying. 
the deacons sometimes will tell the preacher, we don't like what you're preaching. Well, as long as it's based on the Bible, that's okay. But that's not the but case the Bible a lot of times. Yeah, that, that, that's true. I mean, th- there gets to be politics in the church, but the, the Bible needs to be the foundation of this country and the church. All right. right. I'll break. And you're right, R.D. I'm just making the point. Yeah, the, no, politics no, plays a point it does. in churches. A break with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We are going for the final segment here on the Dave Ellswick Show for a Monday. Power panel has been really good today. A lot of things to say. Our thanks as well, Dr. Charles McNulty and Alicia Smith, the uh, deputy superintendent and the superintendent of the Pulaski County Special School District coming in for about 10 minutes, letting us know about school going to start at uh, the PCSSD at uh, August 24th, 26th. Keep listening. We'll give you all the inside information because they're going to come on and talk about it. You can't get much more insight and inside than if the superintendent himself mm-hmm. sits down in front of the mic or stands along the side of the road and calls while he's waiting for a tow truck to come. All right, so we appreciate them being here on the Dave Ellis Show. Tomorrow, Elizabeth will be here. Bible guys will be here. So a lot to talk about. Wednesday, don't meet seven, Don't miss 730 Dr. Yamauchi will be on, and he'll talk about COVID-19 with me. Thursday at 7 o'clock, don't miss that hour, it's going to be Dan Sullivan, uh, State Senator-elect Dan Sullivan. He's got some things to talk about. I'm just telling you, you don't want to miss it. And then uh, on Friday, uh, Dr. Tim Lim is going to be on. We're going to talk a little bit about culture and things of that nature. And uh, I think uh, folks from uh, uh, up there in Searcy are going to come on and join with from me as Harding. well from Harding, Harding. yeah so we got we got full shows this week i'd like to hear what dan sullivan thoughts on having the committees to reflect the mixture of republicans and democrats i'd like because there was a bill that did come up to, for them to uh, uh make sure that the committees reflected the voters wishes and uh, it didn't go anywhere so, so where, i'd like to where see is that. some of the where does it stand right now i think uh, was it last legislative session the major session that they actually had the the house um was it the house um speaker was yeah. appointing everybody was is basically that that yeah wow. right exactly so so uh, it should be a reflection of the voters in the committees because the committees have a lot of powers they and they draft power. they, and they draft a lot of bills they decide what uh, bills come out of committee mm-hmm. and which ones don't so right. it needs to reflect the mm-hmm. wishes of the voters i'd like to hear dan sullivan's right. thoughts on that and i would like to see somebody stand up and say we want uh representation from the voters right. and, and not and not just some some kind of milk toast republicans last legislative session about a, about a year and a half ago or so we had some some decent gun legislation um richard womack ran a bill and um apparently he couldn't get votes out of the republicans so the, uh, and the judiciary committee on the house end we, we we had a Republican um, chairperson, chairwoman, and 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 I think the majority of the of the members in the committee were Republican, but he couldn't get the votes apparently. And, and so well, the, well, that's, a you're separate, talking, that's a separate issue. Yeah, you're you're talking issue. about the lady who has been in the House for a long, long time. And she's on the judiciary as she's well. She's on the judiciary committee. I don't know that she's been there a long time. But she's been in politics. She's been she, a she judge was, for a long a, time. She was a judge before this, and I, I yeah. don't know how long she's been in the house. So she but, was kind of ramrodding that and holding things I, up. I, I, yeah, I think she was kind of opposed to because um, chairmen can do that. They can. I sure. mean, they're the they one. They're the one who's bringing these bills up, and they can put 
your bill and continue to put they it at the count. bottom of the pile. Right. Sometimes the chairman can't even count votes correctly. Yeah, we've seen that happen well, yeah. as well. <laughs> Whatever. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a problem, though, is that why can't we get gun rights in Arkansas with a super massive majority of Republicans? I mean, do they actually believe in gun rights or is it just that well, goes you can back have a to gun. what Jan said about just because they have an R right. in front of their R name isn't supposed to does speak. not mean that they stand up for this little booklet yeah. right here. Yeah, that R I got. Is not yeah, supposed to have here. It's one thing to not stand up for the it, but it's even worse if you're not going to vote it. right. If you ran as a Republican, to me, you should be saying, okay, if you're going to run as a Republican, you you are saying this party platform, I'm going to adhere to this with my voting, you, you, regardless of how I personally feel. Because here's here's where I think elected officials are get crossways with the people. They forget that you are your this isn't about your personal opinion and your personal view you are running for office to represent people constituents and you're telling these constituents that you are representing this republican party platform i'm a republican so i'm agreeing to this platform because otherwise people can't possibly know where i stand on everything but if i'm running they can assume okay at the very least we're going to know that you're not going to misrepresent our party uh, to, to some, and vote ex- like to some Democrats. extent but the thing is that you can ask a lot of politicians they'll tell you they'll come out and tell you it's not hard to get these people to talk about themselves and make just total fools out of themselves if you'll ask them the specific questions it's not hard I mean, I, I've, I've, I've you've been around and, my show long enough. You've heard it all, Paul. And I've talked to people as well as like you ask them pointed questions and they'll tell you the truth. And it's like, dude, you're a socialist. Mm-hmm. When you get down to it, it's like, yeah, why are you running as a Republican? Right, I, when you, so, so I had um, I had a, I sat down and talked with a fellow that was running, running as a Republican several years ago. And um, I, I think the question was, what, what is the proper role of government? And the first thing that come out of his mouth, and it was it was basically well to level the playing field. It's like, dude, what party are you? Do you actually belong to? I mean, that is, that is what he said. He's a Republican, and, and it's like the guy didn't even understand. You know, that's a Democrat talking point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, then where, where does the accountability come in? That's that's the that's yeah, probably that's the biggest the problem of all. Right. And, and there's got to be accountability right. there. So, so if you can continue to say these things. And believe these sure. things and never held accountable, then that's just encouragement. Right. To and the thing is that, so, so what happens is these people run for office and they're like, well, I'm conservative and I believe in gun rights. Well, what does that even mean? You need to ask for specifics. What do you believe about gun rights? What do you, what do you, what, what is, what is the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed? What does that mean? When, when somebody says that, how much infringement do you support? It's like, well, I support moderate infringement. Okay. You don't believe in the Second Amendment at all. No, that's the voters. The voters have a responsibility sure. of knowing who represents them and how they vote, and and if they're representing the wishes of the mm-hmm. people in their district. The voters have a responsibility to do that. But when we elect people and you send them up there, and we have a supermajority, and you don't put them in charge of the committees, that's a different issue. You know, it, that takes the power away yeah, from I, us. As long get, as the voters have the power to determine it. How, how do you let uh, Democrats run an education committee? All right. Out of time. Paul, thank you. Yes, Iverson, thank you. Our next uh, chairman of GOP. Uh, <laughs> we thank you. Uh, you know, uh, R.D. and Jan Morgan, thank you for being part of the Dave Ellswick Show. See you tomorrow, 6 a.m. on the Dave Ellswick Show.